Hello? Hello? Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle Cliff Cliff. Cliffy? It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast. Bull stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff Cliff. Here's the host of Birthday Boy Podcast. The one and the only, Johnny Boy. My little baby boy. Baby butter boy. Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls. Where's the rodeo? Toggling his balls. I like your boots. Just below your nipple. Where are you headed? The biggest one yet. Toggle your balls. Targling your balls. Fifty shades of gray. Slack, Cliffy. The biggest one yet. Cliffy. Oh my god. Hey there, teacher. It's going to be outrageous. What's my assignment? Your grandmother. I like your rubric. Break down Dale Winslow. Oh, please. Degrade me. Cliffy baseball. Weep this. My little baby butter boy, little butter boy, clippy boy, baby boy. Sweet then. That's how you get blisters, Clippy. That's how you get blisters. Womack style. That sure tastes delicious. In my mouth. Hey, firewoman. Bibleopoly, Cliff. Where's the fire? Puzzle, your balls. You're a smoker. The oatmeal tasting booth. Toggling your balls. Toggle your balls. Baby Butter Boy. The biggest and the best. You goddamn Butter Boy, son of a bitch. I can't get out of fuck of you, son of a bitch. To the Womack family holiday spectacular. Your grandmother just told me the good news. Or as we like to call it, the pizzle. Hellman Mayonnaise. The raucous red glare, the bombs bursting in air, and a delicious Helios pizza in your oven. Womack style. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's that music? Jumping right into it. Holy shit, that's loud. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of the Birthday Boy Podcast. Yes! Why are we playing this? Come on. We're going to jump right into some NFL football, baby! I made some picks last week that should not be used for any purposes whatsoever, other than me just saying who I think is going to win football games. Jesus Christ, this is really loud. Let me turn that down. Woo! Fuck. Alright, alright. Yeah. It's probably still too loud. There we go. Ay. Okay. <laughs> Monday. To- How do you not love this song, though? Yeah. 
I'd like to talk about the results of last week's NFL games. Because I know that's why you turn into the Birthday Boy podcast. To hear games recaps. I'm, I'm not gonna. Re- I'm not recapping. I'm not recapping jack shit. I'm just gonna tell you how how I did, which I think uh, any good sports radio, and by good I mean not that good. Uh, you can tell that a sports radio show is really really good because they play music the whole time that they're talking, like through the whole thing. Stone cold lead pipe locks. Here's my picks. Oh. <laughs> and uh, to be just as much of a fraud as those guys, here's here's my tunes that I'm gonna be playing. I fucking love this music. NFL prime time. Come on. Now that's where music belongs. While you're watching game recaps and you're listening to Chris Berman and his terrible puns and dad jokes. Yeah, back, 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 back. Hey, good, go all the way. Ah, yeah. <laughs> George Mon Pa Kittle. Yeah. Mother Baker, mother may I field. Back to pass to OBJ. Yeah. Aaron, Fred, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Rogers, yeah. Back, 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 back. Whoop! Anyway. <laughs> that show's back on ESPN+. Plus. Anybody who enjoyed watching uh, Berman and uh, Tom Jackson do the highlights every Sunday, they're back. They've got this fucking music, too. It's awesome. So, uh, hey, I went, uh, I was 7-6 and six with the games last week. Not bad for an asshole. Probably not much better or worse than the quote-unquote experts, I would have to say. Uh, Denver and Kansas City. Whoops. Guess I got that one wrong. They got clobbered by Kansas City. Wrong there. Uh, The Rams, of course, won. I got that one right. Jacksonville won against whoever the fuck they played. Uh, Cincinnati, of course, they won. Uh, The Rams beat Atlanta, of course. Minnesota won against Detroit. I got that. <clears throat> got that right. Green Bay had the victory over Oakland. I didn't just say they were going to beat Oakland. I said they would dominate Oakland or cr- I don't know what the word is that I used, but I was right. They clobbered Oakland pretty nicely. Uh, Houston, I got that one wrong. Indy wins. Hmm. I think they are they are they the best in the AFC South? Only time will tell, but I believe they are. The Giants you know, this this is the part that kills me. Before I did the podcast, I was like, oh yeah, Arizona's going to beat the Giants. Because Arizona's not as bad as they seem, and the Giants stink. And then I got on the podcast and I picked the Giants for some reason. But hey, I picked them. I'm not going to go back on it, so I lost that one. San Francisco, of course, beat Washington. The Chargers lost to the Titans, but that all that funniness at the end of the game... It could have just as easily been Tennessee winning that game. But it wasn't. It was. Or excuse me, it could have just as easily been the San Diego Superchargers of Los Angeles winning that game, but it wasn't. It was Tennessee. I don't give a shit. They both they both suck. Tennessee sucks. Chargers suck. They're both they stink. But I got that one wrong. Uh, New Orleans, yeah, of course. Of course they beat Chicago. Had that. Seattle. The Seattle Supersonic Seahawks lost to Baltimore. I could have gone either way, but it didn't. It went the wrong way for me. 
So that was one that I did not accurately pick. And oh boy, did I blow it on the Philadelphia-Dallas matchup. I thought Philadelphia would win, and I was wrong. I was not just wrong, I was really, really wrong. I guess we were tricked by the, <laughs> the horrendous loss to the Jets that the Cowboys had the week before. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing about football. You just don't fucking know. The good team gets clobbered by the shitty team one week, and then they come back and they beat the really good team the next week, and who fucking knows? And, of course, the one thing we do know is that New England would destroy the Jets, and they did. And now they are 7-0. and And that's... So, so yeah, so I got that's and that's how it went. I got seven and six. I seven out of the six I picked correctly. And are you ready for this week's football picks? Because why, why not? Uh, Washington, <laughs> yeah, Washington at Minnesota tonight, Thursday night game. No fucking way. It's Minnesota. Come on, Minnesota's got that one. Seattle on Sunday will beat the Atlanta Falcons. Philadelphia at Buffalo. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Is Buffalo the real deal? They they have to be, right? I mean, yeah, they lost to New England, but and they've they've won against terrible teams: Jets, Giants, Miami, Tennessee, Cincinnati. Like the worst teams in the NFL, they've beaten so far. And they lost to New England, but they they put up a pretty good fight against New England. That was like the one kind of challenging game New England had. I think it was the first team all year that scored against New England first. I think up until that point, New England had scored all of the first points. So, yeah, Buffalo. I'm going to say Buffalo wins against Philadelphia. Hmm. I was wrong about the Eagles last week. What will happen this week? So, yeah, there you go. I think I think, I think Buffalo's going to beat Philadelphia, and I, I might regret that pick, but I, that's what I'm going with. I don't know. Los Angeles... Los Angeles, San Diego, Superchargers of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, this song. Yes! Hold on. Fucking NFL primetime theme songs. How do you not get pumped up about watching football highlights on a Sunday night? I wish I had made this my wedding music. Fucking, don't you want to dance? Oh, my God. Get up and dance, motherfucker. You're in your car. You're on the treadmill at the gym listening to the Birthday Boy podcast. This doesn't this doesn't make you want to get up and move. What the fuck does? Football, motherfucker. Ah, yeah. Yeah. NFL prime time. Ah. Yeah. Back, 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 back. I'm so hard right now. Ah, where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Chicago and Los Angeles. Who cares? Chicago. New York at Detroit. Oh, God. I feel like the Giants could surprise us and win, but I, no, fuck that. No, they're not. Detroit. Tampa Bay at Tennessee. Oh, boy. Tampa Bay at Tennessee. I think the NFC South seems to be able to handle the AFC South for some reason. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. I better I should be writing these down. Denver at Indy. Yeah, fuck you Denver. Uh, I take back everything I said. They're not they're not better than their score indicates. They stink. 
So, uh, yeah, Indy. Indy wins that one. Because, fuck it, I guess they're pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, Indy's pretty good. I should have given them more credit last week. They're going to beat Denver. Play that song again. Come on, yes. What's the next one? Cincinnati at Los Angeles. I'm never going to pick Cincinnati. Fucking losers. Rams. Yeah. 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 Los Angeles Rams. Over the Bengals. I think New Orleans is going to beat Arizona because New Orleans is really good. Jacksonville will beat the Jets. New England will beat the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I gotta... I think Green Bay will beat Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes... Evidently, Patrick Mahomes is trying to come back this week to play Green Bay. That would be stupid. Especially since I didn't pick him. Uh, what else? Houston and Oakland. I don't. Is this really an upset to say that Oakland's gonna win? I think Oakland's gonna win, even though they're they're on the road against Houston. But I I think they're gonna. Oh, they're probably gonna lose. I'm gonna regret making that pick. Oakland at Houston. Hmm. Fuck it. Oakland. Oakland's gonna beat Houston. Oakland over the Texans. Here's one. Oh, Pittsburgh's going to beat Miami on Monday night. Who gives a shit about that? Uh, here's the last one, though. This is one I struggle with. Carolina at San Francisco. I mean, the Panthers are coming off a bye week. They've won f the last four games. They've been 4-0 and in their last four games. San Francisco is undefeated. But you know something? God damn it. I just... There's... This is my upset of the week. <laughs> Carolina. Fuck it. Carolina beats the 49ers this weekend. Why? I don't know. But there's my picks for the week. cleared my throat before I started recording, but I thought this is way, way better to do it on air. Oh, what, do, what do we want to talk about? I don't know. Went to the Y this morning. I went to the Y at a different time. I wasn't going to talk about this, but here we go. Fuck it. Because um, I've talked about the Y so much. Just, It's the same shit, though. It's just like it's the same nonsense. There's nothing really new. But I went at a different time today, you see, because uh, I typically go before work in the morning. That's when I hit the old young man's... What the hell's the YMCA? Young Men's Christian Association? I hit up the old young man... The old young man's Christian Association before work, usually. I don't know, 6... 6.30, 7 a.m., and then I'm back in time to uh, to do my do my shit for the day. 
But today marks the first day of what will be a very fun, oh, about six days, six glorious days of unemployment between my previous contract coming to an end yesterday and my next contract starting up in about a week. So I'm, uh, I'm pretending that I'm retired, I'm pretending I'm an old person, I'm pretending I'm a, a middle-aged uh, housewife, do we still call them housewives? I mean, they're wives at the house, right? Or house husband, house husband. Uh, but I'm pretending I'm somebody who has a luxury of time during the day, and I, so I, instead of getting up super early to kill myself to get over to the Y, I got up, did uh, the usual morning routine, got the kids off to school, dropped them off at school, went right to the Y. And I, I guess I thought, I, I didn't know what I would think. No, hold on. Isn't it funny? <laughs> I was just shitting on the sports guys who play music while they're giving their breakdown of games and talking about shit. And now look at me, here I am. All right. I just love this song. This is, uh, yeah, this, this is a, this is a band that I quite enjoy as I fade them out. <laughs> I love these guys and I faded them out. Hot Chip. Whoops. Hot Chip. Which that's... That's the first song they've had that really kind of sounds like that, at least that I know of. Anyway, I like it. So, there, so there's that. What was I saying? So, so I went to the Y. I usually go at 6.37. I went at, uh, well, I dropped the kids off at 9, so I guess shortly after 9 o'clock I got over there, maybe about 9.15 or so, 9.15. And uh, I was expecting... I didn't think this through all the way. Because when I first started going early, before work, I expected that to be jam-packed because I figured all the other people going super early at, you know, 6 or 7 in the morning. Fucking, the place opens at 5. Uh, so I'm sure, I'm sure there's people lined up outside the door to get in and get their workout and then get to work. But I figured at 6 or 7, people who don't have as hellacious as a, com a commute as to, say, go to Boston maybe work locally, they go in and they do their little hour, maybe do a workout, get showered, and get out of there. And I, I always assumed, like, oh, it's probably packed at that time because it's packed after work. I figured it would be packed with the early birds, and it's not so bad. Like I've, I've, I've said, it's, it's the elderly. It's pretty much the elderly, and there's a, few, there's a few folks who are clearly, you know, they're getting ready to go to work. They're, they're exiting with a you know, shirt and tie on, but it's mostly just the elderly, and it's, it's not terribly crowded. I thought it would be way more crowded at, at 6 or 7 a.m. than it is. At 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever time I went over there, I thought it would be... Uh, I thought it would be the opposite. I, I basically, I got them, you know, switched. I thought the early thing would be busy, and I thought later in the day, mid-morning, wouldn't be so bad. Wrong. So very wrong, my friend. Uh, I pulled in. I couldn't find a parking spot. I, I got lucky that somebody was leaving. It was like going at 5 o'clock at night when everybody's done with work. It was like it's jam-packed. Ah, yes, of course, because the moms with the babies and the little tiny tots 
going in for the kinder gym and the little bullshit swimming and all the other stuff. That's when they're they're not they're not taking their kids to the Y at five or six in the morning. They're going at nine o'clock after everybody's off to work and school and the little the little ones are left with with mom or grandma or grandpa, whatever it is. So there's a bunch of kids. So it's like, oh shit. Bunch of little kids. They've got like there's a whole line of tables in the in the front lobby and all the all the old ladies are playing mahjong. And then upstairs, then it's upstairs is like the, uh, you know, not to paint with a broad brush, but the, like the middle age, you know, Oprah's book club crowd, gym selfies, Wines Day, Wednesday, that crowd, you know what I mean? They're, it's swarming with them. They're everywhere with their little spandex and their yoga pants. You know, the 30s, 40s, 50s, middle age-ish ladies doing all the little, you know, the rope, the you know basically the training montage from Rocky Four, all the stations, all this stuff. There's like a you know Lurch is there, uh, Lurch Lurch leg swirls I call him. He's the guy who come on everybody do the leg swirls. The guy who leads those cl- the the guy who leads those classes and and moves about as fast as he talks, and he looks like Lurch. If somebody told me, hey, this guy once upon a time played Lurch in some production of The Addams Family, I would say, oh, of course, who else would play Lurch? Not insulting him, he just looks like Lurch. He's he's like seven feet tall, and he's uh, he looks like Lurch. If Lurch had a comb over, he'd look like Lurch, I guess. So he's there, and then, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's like the usual, uh, let's call them whack packers. For lack of a better word, I'll call him Whack Packers. Uh, it's just a guy with jeans, just a tall guy with jeans and a Red Sox jacket and shoes that don't belong anywhere near an indoor track, walking very slowly in the in the jogging lane of the track. And next to him is a is a small Asian fellow with a jet black track suit. It looked like Newman and Kramer, basically. That's what it looked like, these two, just, just having a chat, having a nice leisurely... Uh, the old, the old ladies from the early morning class who will, the two, the two women will, who will stop in the middle of the track and have their conversation, just stop in the middle of the track while everybody's swerving around them. Uh, they were replaced by, by the Red Sox jacket guy and the little Asian black tracksuit guy just, and, and somehow these two guys took up like all three lanes. They were, they were straddling the lines that connect the lanes no, that, so that was fun. Even just trying to walk around them was was a challenge. So it was really fun to do that, and um, and then you've got uh, no matter when I go, you've got you've got lurch. Uh, you've got uh, oh, there was a the, the wheelchair. There's a wheelchair guy who's different from the first wheelchair guy I was complaining about. Uh, this wheelchair guy goes early, and because I'm such a prick, uh, he's there with a girl who I assumed like, oh, that's nice. His sister takes him to the to the thing, but then they were like, they were like making out afterwards, <laughs> which I guess it could still be his sister. It'd be very strange, but I'm gonna guess it's not. And I uh, and I thought, wow, that's because I don't I don't know how to react to I don't rea- I don't know how to react to like people just like. 
being kind to one another. So I see this interaction. I'm like, wow, that's so magnanimous of her. Like, like helping him out like that. Being his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then you've got... Um, oh, God damn. I need to... I need to lay off these poor bastards their wheelchairs. One guy today, and then there was a different guy in a wheelchair today. Uh, a later, uh, you know, they must maybe they have shifts. Like one tags out to the other, uh, and then a new guy was there. He's going, and this guy, the early guy with his girlfriend, I appreciate them because they don't touch the track. You know, she goes on the treadmill. He does some kind of like arm weight lift thing, and um, it's like, yeah, there you go. Work on your arms. That's what you should be working on. You know, the legs are not going to happen, so work on the arms. And so so they do that. And, of course, the, the early morning day, the early morning group, I, I pretty much know because I, I, it's the same, It's the same like, 20 people. So there's there's Lurch with his leg swirls. Uh, there's, there's early morning whack pack guys, which is also a tall guy, a tall bald guy, and a short chubby guy going very slowly around the track. There's the old lady who's in the pool farting, I think, pissing and farting or whatever she's doing, just standing there staring up into the window at the track. Um, and then there's, uh, there's, there's, a, there's an older woman who uh, kind of appears to be trying to take on the appearance of the pop star Pink. Has like the similar haircut. And like glasses that are tinted like pinkish, reddish pink, and uh, is all all kind of done up in all sorts of ways. But she's you know probably seventy, which is fine. There's no there's no age limit to wanting to look like a like a forty year old pop star, and, uh, and yeah. So she's she's got she's got all the looks of a youngster, <laughs> but she's not at all young in any way. And, uh, and then there's, uh, oh, who else is, yeah, le there's leg swirls, doing his leg swirls, lurchy leg swirls, come on everybody, swirl to the left. And so it's, it's kind of the same cast of characters in the morning. And, and then uh, this nine o'clock crowd was a whole different cast of characters. Um, so there's a new wheelchair guy that I had never seen, and he is on the track. Unlike the early morning wheelchair guy who stays off the track. And uh, there, this guy was on the track, and then he was doing this thing, and I'm like, well, what's the? P this is where I'm like, you, why, you, you know, this is the equivalent of having a skateboard on the track because, like, you know, if you're doing like a real fast, like, like really pushing the wheelchair around the track, then I can, like, okay, you're you're working on your arms, fine, working on your arms, you're you're in the way, but you're working on your arms. This guy was just doing like. And I don't know the different models of wheelchairs. I don't know the the, make, the makes and models of wheelchairs, but the one that he had, he was able to just do one big push, and then his wheelchair would glide for a considerable distance. Like it, it was, it seemed to be rigged to do that, almost like one of those race cars that you pull back and it just just let it go. It was almost like he had some some kind of rigging on this wheelchair. He was just just one like one push, and he's he's going. And I'm like, what's this? What's the benefit to this guy? It's it's just in my way, and he's not even like really exercising anything. He's just he's doing one push with his arms, and then he's going halfway down the track. Like, you know, come on, get it, get out, get out, get off the track. 
And uh, and then there was one guy with uh, some kind of he had some kind of weight that he was holding against his chest, like if you were a you know in the pioneer days walking walking from the wood pile back to the barn to to put some logs on the fire. He was holding this thing like you would hold logs. And walking incredibly slowly, cutting right in front of me, and then walking incredibly slowly with his with his bundle of sticks <laughs> around the track, and uh, and then of course the the one and every 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 session at the Y has one of these, and this is this is where my morale goes into the toilet as I'm walking around the track at what I think is a pretty good clip, pretty. <laughs> Pretty fast-paced little little scoot around the track, and then all of a sudden, I look to my left, and there's uh, oh, I don't know, I want to say she's maybe four foot two, you know, seventy-five pounds, soaking wet, uh, probably probably somewhere between seventy and, and seventy-five years old, and she's just absolutely just blowing me away with her speed and pace as I turn to my left, and then she's coming around me. And I feel like I'm going pretty fucking fast too. Like I'm lapping most people as I'm walking, and I'm just walking. It's a, a you know, this is a slow. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm trying to get to the point where I can do more running, continuing the weight loss, getting to where I'm not as fucking fat, and then and then, so that way it's not like this huge, <laughs> this huge burden on my poor feet and legs to carry all of this around the track cuz I don't want to I don't want to run and do all this you know extra stuff where you know then I break my legs and I'm out of commission for months trying to uh, trying to overdo it on the track because I'm trying to carry all this fucking fatness around but in my defense you know that's probably why if if I'm if I'm 42 pounds soaking wet and I have just a little bit of leg muscle, I should be able to carry myself around the track. I should be like a ghost. Just I should just be hovering around the track. So I would expect at any age that somebody would be able to lap me. It still feels like shit. I still feel like a fucking idiot. You know, this 39-year-old guy speeding around the track, and then here comes Grandma lapping him on the outside, speeding along. Fuck you. Fuck you, old lady. You think you're so great with your speedy little legs? Oh God damn it! Yeah, and then you've got these these guys with this fucking Red Sox jacket. Yeah, okay, okay, fellas, definitely, definitely go on this track. This is for you. This is where you belong with your Red Sox jacket and your jeans, just barely even moving, barely even a pulse, just slowly maneuvering around the track, just slowly maneuvering. And then, and then that mixed with the laughter of children echoing throughout the YMCA is, you know, let's just say I believe I've, I believe that would be my last time going at nine o'clock on a weekday morning. I think it'll be, it'll be worth it to get my ass out of bed, even on my precious little unemployment week off. I think I'm just going to get up at six thirty because I can't, I can't handle this. I can't handle being lapped by grandma and having some wheelie go gliding all over the place and having some whackpacker walking around, having Kramer and Newman walking around the track with the Red Sox jacket. I can't do it. Can't do it. Rack me.
Anyway, it's never never a dull moment at the Y, but boy, oh boy, that place is fucking packed. Yeah. What don't they have? Bring your wheelchairs, bring your kids, bring your family, play some Mahjong, walk at an insanely, at a, beyond even a snail's pace around the track and take up two to three lanes while other people are trying to, and not just me, there's other people actually running. Red Sox jacket, Kramer and Newman out here talking about God knows what. The fu- What are they talking about? I almost went up to them both. I thought, hey, you, you guys want to be on a podcast? Just sit with me and talk for a while. Because I want to know what these people, what are they talking about? Walking around the track all day. Yeah, and then I and then I watch the housewives doing their doing their exercise, and every time I go past them in my mind, I'm thinking like, "Jim selfie, Wednesday, Wednesday." And then really, what I have to I have to come to the conclusion that I'm just I'm just jealous. I want to be, I want that life. I've had one day of living the uh, <laughs> living the retired life or the housewife life. And these are the ones like I, I don't want the life of like having a bunch of young, you know, st- when when the when the wife is home with the kids, raising the kids and their babies and their toddlers and all that stuff. Like that's that's really tough. I'd rather have a job and be at work, and do I, I couldn't handle that on a daily basis, all day, every day. That's too much for me. But then like they keep they're kind of grandfathered in, so like <laughs> so the kids grow up and they kind of they're doing their own thing. And, like, so you've got downstairs, you've got some of the moms who are just in the thick of things. They've got the little kids there doing all the little gymnastics garbage. And then you've got the ones who are clearly, like, "Eh, you're you're no spring chicken. I'm going to guess your your little little chickadees have have flown the coop, or at least pretty close to it. Or at least are on on their own to enough of a degree that, that you don't need to really do much of anything. That's uh, that's what I'm envious of is that like that little sweet spot in life where you're still you're still young enough to be out and active and doing all these things, but you're old enough that your kids aren't little babies, so you don't have to be like home raising them and you know wiping their ass all day and making them food and all that stuff. But you still get to enjoy the you can get to enjoy the freedom of not having to like go to do all that stuff. So you can so you can you can you can go to a movie or you can, you can go to the Y with your friends. So when I in my mind I'm like, you know I'm like oh, look at these assholes taking their gym selfies with their little yoga pants, smiling, laughing. They all know each other. They're all pals running around. And I think to myself like that's exactly I would love that. But if I had like if somebody was off making money and I didn't have to, I could just go go hang out with my friends whether it was the Y or someplace else. I'd be taking gym selfies all day. And I'd be going home and having Wines Day Wednesday. Getting day drunk with the girls watching whatever the fuck. Hoda. <laughs> Oprah. No, not, oh, not Oprah anymore. Ellen. It's a lifestyle that I am, I'll admit right here on the Birthday Boy podcast, I'm, I'm envious of that life. I want, I don't even care what you call it. I just, I think I when I get right down to it, I want to, I want to just have money coming in for no good reason <laughs> and not do much of anything except have the whole day to myself. That's all I want. That's all I ask for in life. And today I got just a little taste of that. 
and I'm going to get a little taste of that for the next few days. And then it'll, it'll all come to an end, and I'll be back to the usual stuff. But, but for now, for now, I am a 40-year-old housewife drinking wine at 10 a.m., joining Oprah's book club, watching Ellen. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I assume I assume those are some of the key some of the key tenets of uh of that lifestyle, of that sisterhood. Oh man. Hey, I got an email. I got an email in the Birthday Boy podcast email address and uh, I didn't get to respond to to uh to Mr. to Mr. Nate Duel. So I'm going to respond right now on the Birthday Boy podcast. And by the way, speaking of emails, still nothing. The with Clomac thing, that 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 job application, clearly those those people, not only did they take down the job posting, but obviously they just closed the company because I can't find I can't find that job posting anywhere. I can't find anything that even resembles it online. And of course, the company was listed as confidential, so who knows? I can't look it up. There's really no way to find it. So it's gone. So they so with with Clomac really got to them got right under their skin but i was goddamn i was hoping for a response i was hoping for an interview i would have i mean only an imbecile would have seen the application and resume that i sent in that i read to you here with the cover letter here on the birthday boy podcast a few weeks ago only an idiot would have taken that seriously these jackasses they may be idiots for posting a job like that but they're not they're not complete idiots. I'm sure they got the response and said, "Oh fuck, we're we're a bunch of idiots." But I would have loved it if they uh, if they had if they had followed up and reached out and said, "Hey, we'd like to bring you in for an interview," because uh, we would have had a nice little podcast recording of uh, of Whiff Clomac having a phone screen with those imbeciles. Yeah. So Nate Nathan Duell, owner proprietor of All Star Plumbing in the Greater Burn Hills, New York area. Nate writes, Hey buddy, sorry for being so absent lately. I've been crazy busy with work and home stuff. Loving the podcast, especially the reading the job opportunity in episode 23. So effing funny. Oh, thanks buddy. Also, I've noticed that (laughs) if we weren't such good friends, you'd probably hate me. I pretty much love everything you hate. Uh, See, that's... And there's more to it. I'll get to the rest of the email, but... See, that's not true because, like, I I hate most things. Like, there's there aren't a lot of people out there that are going to be compatible based on likes and dislikes because I dislike most things. But I don't dislike everything. And the things that we dislike, the things that you like that I don't like, well, I, I don't dislike... Th- I'm not one of those people that I won't be friends with. If I decided that I wasn't going to be friends with the people who didn't like the things I liked or likes the things that I didn't like, I'd have zero friends. I'd have zero wife. I'd have zero anything. Because nobody... There's so many times where I look at something and I look at other people's enjoyment of that thing and I think, wow, I'm I'm not supposed to be on this planet. I'm not from this planet. I Something happened a long time ago where the shuttle crashed... Our, our flying saucer crashed, and I was adopted. <laughs> and something was some sort of technology was used to, to make me resemble the people <laughs> who adopted me—a little baby who crashed in this 
Martian spacecraft because there's a lot of, there's so many things where I'm like I don't I'm not I'm not supposed to be on this planet because I don't enjoy any of this stuff that everybody seems to enjoy. Dogs, barbecues, festivals, open-toed sandals, which I do enjoy. I do enjoy wearing flip-flops. I've just decided I'm never wearing them again because I'm so grossed out when I look at everybody else who's got them on, especially on an airplane and shorts on an airplane. I love shorts. I, I want to wear shorts all day, every day, but I would never wear shorts on an airplane. I was sure as shit never wear flip-flops on an airplane, and I would never take my shoes off on an airplane. And I think when I look around on an airplane and see how many people do not subscribe to that same belief system as me, uh, I think, I, you know, well, what am I doing here? How, how did I get onto the, to planet Earth? In other words, uh, yeah, I like, I like that people hate the things that I like and like the things that I hate. I, because I, that's, that's what makes it interesting, right? So yeah, so Nate, and uh, it's kind of funny that Nate brought that up in the email because I was going to talk about how happy I am <laughs> that the Yankees got eliminated from the playoffs in baseball uh, because I, as much as I dislike dogs, <laughs> children, <laughs> birds, the chirping of birds, the laughter of children, uh, the sights and sounds of a barbecue, uh, a warm summer's day, uh, the beach... Uh, Jesus, it's just, I've, I've forgotten all the things that I hate, but I do hate all those things. Uh, maybe nothing comes close to how, my hatred for the New York Yankees and my love of seeing the Yankees lose and seeing Yankees fans completely disappointed. And this last week has brought me a lot of joy uh, after, you know, a month ago. Oh, the Red Sox aren't in the playoffs. Looks like the Red Sox won't be. Uh, so who is that good being in the playoffs? Is that good? What is, what is the E next to the red side? Does that mean eliminate? Is that bad? Is that bad? Well, now you know. Now you know, Yankees fans. Because you're stupid pinstripe Yankees. They're going to win as many World Series this year as I am. Uh, but I don't care. I have a ton of jerseys. Look at how many people I, it was revealed are jersey-wearing folk. I had no idea. As ridiculous, as asinine as you look, being over the age of 13 wearing a jersey, I don't give a shit as far as friendship goes. So, of course, our friendship is going to be stronger than anything because you like the stuff that you like. You don't like the stuff you don't like. The same goes for me. But uh, somewhere in there is like a really strong friendship. So that's all that matters. The friend... That's... Isn't that really a statement on our friendship? If, if all these things that you like and I don't like... And not just Nate, but so many of my friends and family members and people to whom I'm related by, you know, blood or marriage or friendship or what have you, who like all these things that I hate and vice versa. I think that's really a, that's pretty good testament to the power, the power of our friendship. Because you hate all these things and I like all these things and I hate these things and you like these things. And yet our friendship lasts for decades and decades and it will continue to last for decades and decades it transcends love and hatred of all these crappy things that you all seem to enjoy and that i hate <laughs> who cares because uh, somewhere in there is a is a powerful friendship and that's the greatest weapon of all is friendship I don't even know what that, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, and then Nate says, lastly, I'm pretty sure you need to hire a PI to look over your parents. That orange theory fitness guy sounds like a real, 
Creeper, a total Chip Douglas cable guy reference. See, Nate loves cable guy. I love cable guy. There's so many things that, that's the thing. There's so many things we do have in common that the shit we don't have in common, who cares? It's meaningless. It's minuscule. It's nothing. That's that's bullshit stuff. Because the stuff that we do like and the stuff that we do have in common is is transcends all those other little petty nonsensical things like barbecues and jerseys and the Yankees. Uh, Total Chip Douglas found out, find, found, find out if he gave them free cable in a deluxe, a deluxe karaoke machine. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I'm going to keep keeping tabs on this guy, that orange fitness guy. Because uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that he reached out to me. Un, unsolicited, unprompted, just reached out to me to tell me how I should feel about my parents, as though he's known them for thirty, he's known them for five minutes. You fuck. So yeah, and see that's why Nate and I disagree on things. He likes stuff that I don't like, whatever. But but when it comes to the most important things, like agreeing with me when I when I come across a real fucking uh, you know creeperino. He's he's got my back. We're on the same page. So when when it comes to the important stuff, we're on the same page. That's that's when a friendship is is really good when you agree on the important things. Disagree on sports and baseball and all the other bullshit. Agree on the stuff that's important, like when a when a fucking weirdo is uh, palling around with your folks. But yeah, I think that's I think that's a cool thing. Most of my friends on paper. There's very little in common as far as, uh, you know, a lot of interests and things. But that's what's great. The shit that we are interested in is like, you know, that's the important stuff. And beyond all, any of that shit, just, hey, you like hanging out with me? Great. I like hanging out with you? Great. We're friends. You're not interested in any of the shit that I'm interested in? Who cares? We're friends. So fuck it. Fuck it, I say. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Nate, for sending that. For sending that email to the inbox, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. That's birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, that's interesting, though. I guess I never really even thought about it. Yeah. Nate. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, major differences in the things that we're interested in and like doing. But yet, there's just the right amount of things. And those, that's, it's, that's, it's the weight of the things that you're interested in. You know, there's a there's a different weight applied to, the, you know, like who cares about what baseball team you like or what I like or what anybody else likes. But that that doesn't have a it's not a very heavy weight. It's it's not weighted very heavily. But then when it comes to like, oh, you like the Birthday Boy podcast? Well, I like doing the Birthday Boy podcast. So that's that's weighted uh, much more heavily than than some other nonsensical things. So th- that's why we get along. That's the one common thread, right? Because right now we're at a we're at a point in October of 2019 where uh, the Birthday Boy podcast is still very much in its infancy, and it's still very much the audience is almost entirely friends and family, and that sort of thing, and then friends of friends, and slowly but surely it'll grow to like more complete strangers who have nothing to do with me and who have never met me and hopefully will never meet me, <laughs> and uh, but will but will listen faithfully and loyally every single week. Uh, but right now it's it's friends and family who listen faithfully every single week. And uh, 
that's like the one interesting thing. I have, you know, all these friends and family members and people who are listening currently, some who have never met each other and never will, but there's, there's a common thread. We all have so many different likes and interests, and yet the common thread is, yeah, it's the Birthday Boy podcast, but there's obviously something in there, similar sense of humor, you know, there are some similar interests and opinions and things like that, whatever the case may be, personalities. And so, uh, yeah, so who gives a shit? If you a few assholes out there like wearing your jerseys at barbecues while you're listening to the birds chirp, going to festivals, petting your dogs, rooting for the Yankees. I don't care. We're still friends. I still love you. I still love you. Even if I don't know you, I still love you. For the fact that you're listening, that's enough. I love you for that. And if you're uh, if you're somebody that I know personally, friend, family, then of course I love you. I love I love my friends and my family. No matter what idiotic choices you make in life, such as choosing to go to festivals and enjoy them, I love you no matter what. Ah, uh, you know what I do love though. I spend so much time talking about what I hate. Here's something I love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm. Do you know what that sound is? Any guesses? That's right. That's correct. It is the sound of deli meat being sliced on a slicer. That's, I'll tell you, if, if the sound of birds chirping... If a bird open, if a bird opened their mouth, their beak, whatever it is, I guess it's a mouth. Technically, it's a mouth. They have the beak is like that's as stupid. Me saying that is as stupid as me getting mouth and lips confused. Uh, if a person opens their lips, wait a minute, is it mouth? What do they use to talk? Is it a mouth or lips? Are they the same thing? Anyway, if a bird opens its stupid uh, chirp hole. And if this sound came out, instead of all that awful singing and chirping and tweedling, I would love birds. They would be my favorite animal. Uh, if this was just, you know, at four in the morning, that horrible, that horrible mid-June, mid-July, mid-summer, uh, sun's coming up at 4 a.m., and you just want to sleep, but it's already getting light in the room. And then you hear those motherfuckers chirping. If this was the sound at four in the morning, all the birds out in the tree were doing this. Oh well, that well, that'd be just fine. That'd be just fine with me. All right, that's enough. Enough deli slicing. Mm, what a ah, that's such a great sound though. I love that sound. I love standing there, ordering, ordering some salami. Fit a boy in the army, listening to that. Uh, it's that now. That's music. That shit coming out of the bird's beak. That's not that ain't that ain't music, Jack. Deli slicer. Oh, that's 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 heaven sent. Mm. Oh. So there you go. There's something. That's something that I love. Uh. And that's enough of that. Here's something that I hate. So, driving home today, picked up the kids from school, heading home. Uh, there's a car in front of us. Uh, 
Doesn't have a bumper sticker that says kindness matters. Doesn't have a bumper sticker that says hashtag blessed. But just as bad, and perhaps worse. I, I would say definitely worse. Uh, had a little sticker on their rear, rear window that said, Live. Laugh. Love. And, uh, as you can imagine, as you can imagine, I, uh, I, yeah, I lost my shit a little bit. Like, just like this fucking stranger texting me out of the blue on Facebook to tell me to be, uh, to how I should feel, uh, privileged, whatever he said, honored to be my parent's son as though, like, he has any business talking to me about any such topic. Uh, on the same note, you know what? How about just drive your fucking car? Don't put stickers on your car telling me to live, laugh, and or love. You fuck. Live, laugh, love. Oh, really? Because, you know, until I, until I read the back of your goddamn car, I thought I would wake up this morning and, uh, and die, cry, and hate. Oh, but I saw a sticker that told me to do the opposite of those things, so now I'm really excited. I live, laugh, love. Well, first of all, asshole, I'm driving the car, so I'm, I, don't, I don't believe that I have yet become a corpse, so I don't, you don't need to tell me to do the first thing because I am alive, you ass. Laugh? I'll laugh whenever the fuck I want to. You don't tell me to laugh. I don't laugh on command. If something's funny, I'll laugh. Make me laugh. Don't tell me to laugh, you shit. And then love? Love what? Just throwing that out. Just love. Love everyone. Love everything. Love all the creatures. Love the birds chirping at four in the morning in July. When I'm trying to sleep. I love that. Love, uh, love dogs. Giant dogs pouncing on my children. Because, oh, they just wanted to play. They love you. They just wanted to play. Yeah, great. My kid's got, like, Wolverine slashes on her back. That's fun. I, I, I love this. I love doggies. I love a doggie. Live, laugh, love. Fucking tell me. Don't fucking tell me. Why, who, who would put that? Who would dare put that on the back of their car? Like, and then, and then here's what happened, was the light turned green, and they sat there like a fucking lump. I'll put a sign on my car. Foot pedal now. Make car go forward. Well, but I was too busy living, laughing, and loving. Well, why don't you stop all that nonsense for five seconds and drive your fucking car? Live, laugh, love. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure... I could be wrong about this. My parents bought a house a few years back. I feel like... I feel like that was stenciled on the wall. And I also feel like either they painted over it or they covered it with a cabinet. A china cabinet. Either way, it was a smart move. They got rid of it. Like, cause who? That's another thing. Who wants to walk into somebody's house and, and, and be told... Like, I don't want to be, uh, I guarantee you this asshole that I was behind who said live, laugh, love on the back of their stupid car. I guarantee you, if you followed them home, I bet the first thing you walk in the door is a big sign right in the, right in the foyer. It says live, laugh, love. 
I want to get a sign. I want to put it in my foyer. It says, go fuck self. That's my sign. I want to get a doormat that says, go fuck self. Live, laugh, love. But that's a thing, man. I would... I, I wish I, I should come up with these stupid things, these idiotic things. You know, somebody put hashtag bless. <laughs> somebody, some fuckhead put blessed on a coffee mug, and there's Dumas spending money, paying money to have a coffee mug that says blessed. And some fuck bought a sticker for their fucking car that says live, laugh, love. That would be, uh, you know, again, this birthday boy merch. Gotta, gotta get on that. Gotta get off my ass and get this fucking shit going so I can get a birthday boy podcast, live, laugh, love. Birthday, it should, actually a mug that's birthday boy podcast, maybe a birthday boy podcast doormat that says go fuck self. I think that's, yeah, that's a t-shirt, that's a doormat, that's a, that's a stencil fucking picture, cozy, homey thing to put inside the, put inside the house, put inside the cabin. Go fuck self. Maybe I have live, laugh, love next to it. And then on the right, it says go fuck self. The yin and the yang. What? what what's with people just going around? Like, I, I enjoy... I have, I have family and friends I love. I love many things, many people. I also hate many things and many people. Like kids and dogs. Um, I, I laugh... Quite a bit. Ha. Ha ha. See? I'm laughing right now. I'm laughing right now, asshole. And living. What is that? What the... I'm... I just put my... Let's see. Hold on. A little finger here on my, my wrist. Yep, that's a pulse. Okay, so I'm alive. So I... I okay. And you know what? I was doing all that shit... Long before I saw a goddamn sign on the back of a motherfucking car telling me what to do. Telling, telling me to live, laugh, and love. Oh, it's so aggravating. I gotta, uh, yeah, I gotta make a birthday boy bumper sticker for the car that just says, yeah, go fuck self. Kiss balls now. Kiss my balls. Kiss my balls. I should have just pulled up alongside the car and yelled, kiss my balls. Or go fuck self. Oh, man. I but, but yeah, people are... There's some asshole out there making a shit ton of money with live, laugh, love fucking stickers and t-shirts. You know, there's, pro there's some asshole out there that has a goddamn t-shirt that says, <laughs> that says live, laugh, love on it. Just like these assholes who make these fucking clothing for girls. Like, all the dudes' clothes for, like, kids. It's, you know, it's like monster trucks and superheroes and, you know, all kinds of bullshit. Sports, kid stuff. And all the goddamn girl stuff. It's all this just, this fucking patronizing nonsense. Like, of uh, you know, girl, girl power, female leader, future female leader. It's like, fuck off. And that's what makes me so proud is that uh, my kids, both girls, hate, hate clothing that says any of that shit. My oldest, Cam, will just, she's like, I don't need a fucking, well, she doesn't say, actually, yes, she does, she does say that. She does say fucking quite frequently, 
The youngest does not. The oldest does. Same environment, two very different outcomes. It's extraordinary. Two very, very different people who uh, whose likes and dislikes are just complete opposite. And there's another great example of two people who get along wonderfully and love spending time together and are best friends, not just sisters, but best friends. So on paper, they are a complete mismatch in every possible way. But in actuality, BFFs. Um, but the one thing they do have in common is neither of them want any clothing that says, you know, oh, what, what, yeah, what are those goddamn things? You look at those shirts, you know, what <laughs> future, future female president for, you know, like they don't make that shit for dudes. And it's, it's frankly, to me, it's just patronizing. Like, you know, like a little pat on the head, like, sure, you, there you go, you can be... My oldest would say, like, I don't need a shirt with that shit on it. She's like, how about I'll just go out and do it? You don't need to give me a shirt to advertise what I might do or what I want to do. Just let me go and do it. Same thing with live, laugh, love. Don't fucking tell me. Don't tell me to live or laugh or love. I hate you. Stupid shirt. Your fucking car with your messages for the whole world. Hey, live, laugh, love. Kindness matters. Go to hell. But but that's the thing. These assholes are make just put some goddamn garbage saying on a fucking t-shirt or a fucking sticker or a little sign in Target, slap a $20 price tag on it, and all these assholes walking around with live, laugh, love all over the place. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love, everybody. Live, laugh, love. How about I go? How about I walk in? That's the thing too. It's these sayings. Imagine if you, you walk into the middle of a city, a busy, a busy, crowded city, or a mall, or a restaurant, and just like get up on a table. Hey, everybody! Attention! Attention! Live, laugh, love. You'd get fucking thrown through the window, and rightfully so. You'd be taken out with the garbage, and you should. But yet we let these assholes get away with driving around with these cars with nonsensical gibberish written all over it, telling everybody else, telling me how to live my life. Don't tell me, don't tell me to live, laugh, love, you cock. Oh, it's so aggravating. It's so goddamn aggravating. Oh, yes, I agree with this message, and now I'm going to put it on my car to tell others to agree with this message. Like, what's the point? What do you, what, what's the end game here? Somebody walks into a store, and they've got a goddamn sticker that says, live, laugh, love. And like you go, like do you run it through your head? Do you run all the all the scenarios through your head? And you're just picturing that this thing is sitting on the back of your stupid car, and that people are just walking by, or they're sitting behind you at a traffic light, and they're like, oh, oh yeah, oh you know what, honey, that's our problem. We don't live, laugh, or love. Well, starting today, that changes. Henceforth, we will live, we will laugh, and we will love. Damn it. Thanks. Entirely to this car bumper sticker. Because we're a fucking couple of assholes with no brain cells who would have just done that shit anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep, not aggravating at all. Not aggravating at all. Oh. Fucking. They're probably on their way to a barbecue. <laughs> a barbecue for dogs. <laughs> 
Not where they served uh, a barbecue hosted, whatever. You know, in a backyard and everybody's got their dog. They bring their dog to the barbecue. Oh, cool, yeah. Live, laugh, love. Dog shit all over the fucking yard. It's fun. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Oh. Insufferable. Again, I feel like I'm in the minority because all these sayings, all this shit just seems to be everywhere. Every house you walk into says live, laugh, love. Every car has live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Kindness matters. Although it, it really does. Um, and I just... It's just another uh, another daily occurrence of me like looking up into outer space and saying, where... Why have you left me here? Where, where, wherever, you, wherever you are out there, home planet, home planet filled with people who, uh, who don't have shit stenciled on their cars, telling people what to do, who don't randomly text people to tell them how to how to feel about their family, about their parents, as though we're, we know each other, as, as though you know you you've known my parents for more than twenty seconds. You fuck. Where is that planet? And why have you left me here on this very bizarre ball of water and land and douchebags? The autumn leaves are nice, though. I do appreciate that. I hope whatever whatever planet I was supposed to be on, uh, you know, if they didn't have the fall foliage, then, you know, I guess at the end of the day, I'm pretty pleased with the fact that they left me on this planet. I'm not pleased with the fact that they left me on a planet full of stickers that say live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. Hey, everybody. Live, laugh, love. Yeah, gotta get on that shit. You make a lot of money off of fucking goober nonsense written all over things. The same thing with those. I'll tell you, if I could do it all over again, I'd be, I'd fucking open up a goddamn mega church and just spouting nonsense. Just spouting nonsense to imbeciles all day. I'll tell you, Righteous Gemstones, very funny show. Uh, it's it's not my favorite of the, uh, I don't know, would you call it a, I wouldn't say trilogy, but um, uh, Jody, uh, the fuck is, uh, god damn it. What's the, what's the guy's name? Jody Hill, Jody Hill, Eastbound and Down, loved it, Vice Principals, loved it, all the shows with Danny McBride, they're on HBO, and now the most recent one is Righteous Gemstones, with Danny McBride, and uh, with John Goodman, uh, Adam Devine, Edie Patterson, who is fantastic in Vice Principals, and is great in this show, a bunch of people, anyway, and it was all about, uh, like, Southern, you know, multi-multi-millionaire megachurch preacher family. And they live on this big compound outside of Charleston, South Carolina, where all of those shows are filmed. All those Jody Hill, Danny McBride shows are filmed. And, uh, yeah, and it's, and it's actually, like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't shit on religion. It's not, like, it's shitting on... It's not even shitting on. It's just it's these characters. It's these ridiculous characters and the 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 hypocrisy and the shenanigans that they get into and all that stuff. And it's it's classic. You know, if you like these bound and down, if you liked Vice Principals, you'll you'll like this one. And it's very funny. It's very good. 
and it just wrapped up uh, what a week or two ago. All these shows are over. Uh, Succession season two just ended. I oh God, I wish that show was on every week, every, all fifty-two weeks of the year. I don't think I don't think there will ever be a show that will replace Mad Men as my favorite drama series. Uh, but boy, Succession is really feels like it's coming close. I cannot get enough of that goddamn show. Yeah, it's it's just so fucking good. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? Righteous Gemstones. Uh, it's another good show, and uh, yeah, it's all about the this John Goodman. He's the he's the patriarch of the family, and his, his two sons and his daughter kind of work at the church and have various roles. And they each have their own house on the big compound. Uh, you know, and they're they're all assholes and they lavish lifestyle and all that stuff. And, and I think, man, that, that would have been a way to, the way to go. All these, you go down south and it's like fucking every corner. There's one of these goddamn mega churches, and you drive past it on a Sunday, and you know there's like the pastors, uh, the pastors, you know, fucking Escalade parked. Like <laughs> looks like a car dealership on like a rotating turntable pedestal outside of the. Outside of the church, that's a it's an exaggeration, but it's this it's these these huge compounds. These people just go in there, and they oh they give so much fucking money. They just some of these bastards don't have money to give, and they just give it for what you know they've been just completely fucking duped into giving this money to this nonsense. These mega these mega churches, and I think wow that would have been because I could I could get up there. And just give a whole line of bullshit. I could, I could get up there and I could actually like talk about live, laugh, love. I could give a spiel on live, laugh, and love that you would think that I invented that goddamn bumper sticker. You wouldn't be able to equate that with the guy who just spent the last twenty minutes pissing and moaning about live, laugh, love. Oh, that's that's a racket, man. That's where that's where the bucks. Bucks are flowing. Those poor fucking bastards. And then it was funny too, because after after uh, Righteous Gemstones ended, like immediately after the finale ended, I put it on one of the one of the religious channels because it was actually a nice ending to the show. Like there were some you know resolutions to things. It's, it was actually a very sweet kind of ending to the like. If they never came, I think there's going to be a second season. But if there never was. It would have been a great end, and you know, don't need to see any more. But I'm I'm glad there will be more. Probably not much more. They typically these Jody Hill things don't go more than a more than a couple seasons. But nevertheless, uh, it was a great ending. Like the ending, it's very nice, very sweet. Everything kind of wrapped up nicely. And I was like, ah, that's you know, maybe they they didn't portray these as as far as like the religious aspect didn't portray them in that negative a light. It was really just the characters themselves, and. Uh, and at the end, they all kind of, you know, it, it was pretty good. And I thought, you know, I'd like to see what this is all about. So I put on one of the stupid Bible channels on Comcast. I flipped over to one of the religious dopey channels. So I thought, yeah, you know, this is nice. I, I wonder, I wonder if it's, <laughs> I wonder if it's kind of like this at all. So yeah, it's it's not at all. So I flipped it on and I found this fucking goober. I've already forgotten what his name is. He's related to somebody. He's like the son of a guy 
who's made a lot of money fucking swindling people out of their money in the name of religion. Uh, Swaggart. Gabe Swaggart. This guy looks like a fucking asshole. He's dressed like an asshole. He talks like an asshole. And he actually, he looks like, almost looks like Adam Devine's character in Righteous Gemstone. He has the douchey, he has the douchey, like, early 2000s spiked hair. He's got a lot of beige and brown. Uh, very animated. Uh, very angry. That's the thing. Like, for me, okay, on the Birthday Boy podcast, you've come to expect anger and, uh, and a lot of hatred. Because uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the name of the game around here. Uh, you know, you go to a fucking church, you uh, I would think would expect sort of the opposite of that. You know, you would expect to live, laugh, and love. I don't know about laugh. You know, it's fucking church jokes. You ever heard that shit? Anyway, uh, but this so I turned it on. And I'm listening to this guy, and he's going on and on, and I'm like, boy, he seems like a he seems like an angry little bastard. Uh, and then uh, yeah, he had the following to say. With children, elementary school children, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. Here they are for story time, and here comes a drag queen. <gasps> stripping off their clothes and telling everyone how great it is to be a drag queen in front of little children. My God. It's insanity. It's sick. It's perverse. It's gross. There's nothing about that lifestyle that you should promote. All the assholes. It's vulgar. It's nasty. It's evil. It's demonic. And the imbeciles just get stirred. You know, he gets stirred up. We don't have to go far just to see the wickedness. Like, there's a pretty simple... Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. You fucking southern inbred piece of shit. I went, there was a drag queen show. And the drag queen came in and took off all their clothes. Yeah, that's that's probably what happened. Kids go to a story time and the drag queen shows up and rips off their clothes. Hey, kids. You're going to stare at this uh, this dick for a couple hours, literally, while they read stories. That's that's what drag, times, drag queen story time, time is all about. I wonder if they ever go on rants about, like, Catholic priests. Like, the literal thousands of kids who were banged by Catholic priests. You don't hear them you don't hear them mention that too much when they're talking about what's perverse and what's sick. Fucking Yeah. Yeah, the drag queen. That's what we we should feel fear the drag queen. I took my kids to a fucking drag queen story time and it was beautiful. It was a great experience. It was fucking wonderful. Yeah. It's a dude who wears makeup and a wig and a dress. Uh Probably more conservatively dressed than the old librarians who were there, quite frankly. Dressed down to the to the boots, to the heels, whatever they were. Uh, a shawl that looked like, you know, like an old, like, doily. Uh, frankly, and both of my kids came up to me afterwards and I agreed. They were like, that, of all the drag queens we've ever seen, which they've seen, like, maybe a couple. Um, they were like, wow, that really was, like, the most convincing drag queen ever. I'm like, yeah actually pretty hot <laughs> but uh at no point uh, no point did the drag queen uh take off 
even of a fucking shoe, let alone anything else. Uh, they read stories about being tolerant of people who are different. And yes, I realize the irony of me supporting that as I just bashed, you know, people in wheelchairs going on the track with me. I get it. That's, you know, that's also what the birthday boy podcast is about. Me being a giant fucking hypocrite and shitting on everybody, but then like, you know, appreciating things, appreciating <laughs> story hours where they talk about tolerance and things like that. So those stories were about, you know, kids who are kids who are gay, kids who are this and that. And, you know, just just overall like tolerance and just like the general theme was, hey, there's a lot of different people out there. Don't be a dick. Don't be like this guy. And then they all pointed to me standing in the corner. They're like, don't be like this jackass with the podcast over here. Be nice. <laughs> be tolerant of others. Be accepting of everything. Don't be like this asshole. And it was great. It was nice. And then you know what? They read the stories. They had a little Q&A. And, uh, and then they did arts and crafts. My kids, the you know, the thing they were, they, they made like little popsicles out of, you know, construction paper. And then we went and had fucking pizza. I went home. That was it. That's typically how most of these things go. They don't come in and strip. They don't do anything. Uh, the, the, the priesthood uh, has a few has a few rather despicable acts that they've performed uh, in front of and towards children. I don't hear this guy, this fucking, what, what did I say his stupid name was? I don't even remember. Swaggart. Yeah. There's nothing about that lifestyle that you should promote. It's filth. It's yeah, they're promoting, like, acceptance and tolerance. It's sort of the opposite of church, <laughs> quite honestly. Let's get fucking real here, especially these mega churches. Oh, man. Yeah, and the thing is, like, yeah, and his mega church is actually, uh, it's it's in the north. It's in uh, it's in a highly populated urban area of, uh, of New England, or New York, perhaps. Yeah, just kidding. It's of course it's in the fucking south, like all these mega churches are, because like, you know, this kind of shit doesn't exist in the north. Not that I know about. You want to talk about acceptance? Yeah. I accept the fact that southerners are fucking idiots. <laughs> As a general population. <laughs> And I say that knowing that there's like uh, one or two Southerners listening to this at some point, and eventually, hopefully, lots, because hopefully this will this will catch on. But I don't care, because look, you got a you got a whole region of the country. They had to put like a bulletproof Emmett Till statue up. Why? Like, why do they put warnings on labels where you read that and you say, "What kind of an idiot would do something so stupid? Why is this labeling? Oh, because it happened." The, the label's on there for legal purposes because it happened. There's a bulletproof Emmett Till statue because guess what? Yeah. In the South. The mega churches thrive in the South and are non-existent in the North. It's because one region has a large population of imbeciles and the other one also has a large population of imbeciles, but not imbeciles who are giant suckers who will go to these stupid mega churches and fork over all their hard-earned money for some jackass wearing eight rings and a fucking beige suit screaming about drag queens. And they all and all these assholes sitting in the church, you can see they have their hands up in the air waving. That's like a thing. 
like somehow it like connects you to God better. You wave your you sit in a church and you wave your hand. You put your hands up in the air. So when like the the stupid the swaggered fucking bearded fuckface starts screaming about drag queens, you put your hands up in the air like hey, Jesus, Jesus, give zap me with your Jesus lightning powers in the hands so I can smite the filthy drag queens. Fucking garbage. Yeah, no, but I, uh, is there is there anybody at one of these mega churches or anywhere else? You know, I hear them ranting a lot about fucking drag queen story time. Uh, does anybody have any rants? Any of these church folks uh, ever ever go on a rant about the Catholic Church? About all the shit that went down there? Yeah. Live, laugh, love. Oh. Um, how did I get down this path? I don't know. I don't hate Southerners. I hate idiots. And there are a lot of them in the South. I live in a state that's filled with idiots. The state of New Hampshire is the South of the North. So it's not just like I'm going to shit on the South. I'm going to shit on any place that has idiots. And New Hampshire, small population that it has, boy, oh boy, the ratio is like... It's a southern level ratio of morons to non-morons. I'm frankly surprised that there aren't more mega churches up here because there's a lot of mega fucking idiots. Oh, and some of those idiots can be found where? On the sounding board. So let's switch gears and go over to the sounding board because there's a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of activity has been uh, has been taking place as of late. By the way, I'm pretty pretty impressed with my own segues here, jumping from the well, just seamlessly from one topic to the next. Boy, how does he do it? Only the birthday boy. Only the birthday boy. Uh, so here's so here's something from this past week, and the thing about uh, this fine city of Nashua is. Uh, when it's when the winter has ended and there's potholes everywhere, people are just furious. They want the mayor's head on a platter because he's not patched. He's not single-handedly gone and patched up every pothole. There have been people in the I wish I could find them. Somebody tagged the mayor years ago because the plow came through and there was a little bit of snow at the end of their driveway. Like, you know, every single driveway that has a plow go past it. And he tagged the mayor, basically uh, insisting that the mayor himself come on, come down and remove the snow. And he wasn't making a joke. Uh, yeah, some of those... Uh, Nashua would do well in the south. We've got a lot of... Um, uh, we've got a lot of south-worthy residents here in Nashua. Yeah, I don't... I don't live, laugh, love the south... And uh, sometimes I don't live, laugh, love Nashua either. Anyways, so so in the winter they're bitching because there's potholes and the roads are terrible. And then in the spring and summer, when they have construction everywhere to fix all of the things, everyone's furious that there's construction everywhere. And uh, and then when that's all over, uh, they're just furious at the fact that there's no more potholes and construction, and they nobody's ever happy. It's like a it's like a whole city filled with me, just mad for the sake of being mad. 
Uh, so somebody writes, <clears throat> does anyone else feel that the streets in Nashua are so bad? Oh, Mike, Mike, Mike Dion, Dion, Mike Dion. Does anyone else feel that the streets in Nashua are so bad that the city should reimburse should reimburse the taxpayers for this? Because that's what he fucking sounds like in my head. That's half of the things I read on the sounding board. I read them like this. Does anyone else feel that the streets in Nashua are so bad that the city should reimburse the taxpayers for damage to their tires, rims, and suspensions? It's out of control, not to mention people that bottom out now coming out the driveways. Just random thoughts. Should we storm Nashua City Hall? LOL. Thoughts? <laughs> Somebody responds. Wendy Carta responds. The alternative is gas explosions and no running water. I've, I'll take my chances on tires as opposed to losing houses. Yeah, considering there was a gas explosion last year in a town not too far from here in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Uh, Joe Simono writes, You should probably research the projects underway before you start whining and complaining. That being said, government should not be in the street business or any business. Yeah, because, you know, let's just let's just let it all, let's just let the chips all fall where they may. And then Mike Dion writes, this guy, he's his own, he, he's kind of like me, he's his own biggest fan. Can we get some Storm Nashua City Hall t-shirts made up for this fake event? I would sport one. <laughs> and what date is it set for? I didn't see one. Post says random thoughts for the haters out there. Sense of humor goes a long way here. Smile. It's the weekend. He's uh, he's not even responding to anybody. He's just like talking to himself. He's like preemptively responding to responses that haven't even come in. And FYI, my road's done. They paved half of it out there for seven months for th 300 yards. Now there's a sinkhole by the park across the street from my house. Kids can get hurt. It got reported two months ago. No action, still a sinkhole. Hmm. And why would I get thrown in Facebook jail for a thought? Silliness. If you think the streets are bad, don't get me going on trash collection. We got Large Marge as a gar garbage lady, even hit the utility pole next to my house with no repercussions, and drove off from the scene. I can go on, but I'm sure people are going to bash me for my thoughts and the stuff I witness on a day-to-day -day basis around here. <laughs> what? That's a whole lot of stuff going on in that Facebook like. He's, he's literally, like, nobody has responded to this. This is the original poster, this Mike Dion, and nobody's responding to him. Uh, and then he, and then he goes, Please don't comment if you're a millennial. Ha ha! Generation X in the house. Okay, bye, y'all. Like, what? He came out here, so he, nobody's responding to him. He's just like, fuck, fuck off. Before anybody can even tell him to fuck off. He's, he's fucking himself off, I guess. Uh, and then somebody writes, Jason Sperlin writes, I'm personally delighted by the improvement in road conditions since springtime. I will, as Johnny Boy, the birthday boy, as a resident, say, yeah, they did a great job. Like, yeah, there was a lot of paving and a lot of shit going on. It was a pain in the ass for a while over the summer. But guess what? The roads are, like, pretty good now. I haven't fucking bottomed out or lost. What kind of an asshole are you? I, like, drive up down these roads every day. I haven't lost a tire, I haven't lost a rim, I haven't bottomed out, I haven't done anything. 
I'm also not a fucking idiot, so maybe that's it. Mike Dion responds, Agreed, but it's still a mess. Too big of a project, T.O., too late, T.O., and the mass gas disaster prompted action, which led to some half-ass work, which leads to sinkholes. But yes, it's getting better. Also, let's spend millions of dollars on a theater on Main Street. And French Hill don't have sidewalks for the kids to get to the bus stops, but let's build a theater. They're trying to build a theater downtown to bring in money, to bring in people, to bring in attractions. You know, money, the economy, this and that. Maybe some of that money could go towards fixing roads and so forth. Uh, then Mike Dion responds to his own comment. Mike Dion for mayor. Who the fuck is he even talking to? Uh, he says, I talked to City Hall about that. Was told they didn't have money in the budget to make sidewalks. Let the kids walk out in the streets to get to school. With drivers who don't follow rules and drive too fast. Really safe, but let's build that theater. Mike Dion for mayor, and I approve this message. Jason Sperlin corrects Mike Dion. They announced the sidewalk project on French Hill back in the spring. I'm pretty sure it's slated for next summer. So there is going to be a sidewalk, you jackass. Uh, <laughs> and then somebody comes in. Uh, my guess is this is Mike Dion created a separate account called Christine Labat. Christine Labat shows up. My street needs to be done so bad. All they keep doing is cold patching the potholes. My whole street is turning into one big pothole. Mike Dion responds, Yay, finally someone that agrees. <laughs> Christine Levat, Mike Dion, I'm with you. I was just thinking the other day that the city should buy everyone rims, tires, and a front end alignment. LOL. Mike Dion, you need a damn SUV or pickup truck to drive around here. No, you don't. I feel bad for the people who pay to lower their rides to get it ruined by just going for a simple drive. <laughs> oh, Christine Labatt. That made me giggle because the car that was... Uh, C-U-S, cuz, cuss. That made me giggle because the car that was like that came down in my street this summer and kept bottoming out all the way down to my street. I just laughed. I'm so going to hell for that. LOL. Mike Dion responds... And don't get me started on the water situation. Give your tap water a smell. <laughs> what? Maybe someone in the city's town hall will read this and take action. This is what a sounding board is for. If they take this post down, they take my freedom of speech away. It's that simple. Oh, it's that simple if you're a simpleton who doesn't know anything about free speech while posting about free speech on a... Facebook page created by an individual that has nothing to do with the government. It's just a Facebook page. Uh, he is instantly corrected by Gina Marie DePinto. You seem confused about the First Amendment, so I hope this helps. The First Amendment protects you from censure from the government on the basis of free speech and freedom of the press. It does not allow you to say whatever you want, wherever you want, to whomever you want, without repercussions. Private entities, such as Facebook, can create rules that control and censor speech. And individual administrators of groups on a private platform can create whatever rules they wish as well. This is not infringing on, infringing on your First Amendment rights. Oh, my God. 
and then somebody wisely, Christopher Provost, I honestly don't understand posts like this. After the winter, this forum was filled with people complaining about how bad the potholes and sidewalks were, posting memes with cars disappearing into potholes, letting people know there were 28 potholes, two-bedroom potholes for rent, etc. Now that the city is actually fixing the roads and sidewalks to make them better, people are complaining about all the construction. You should be thankful the work is being done, not complaining because it's inconveniencing you. You can't have it both ways. And I believe that's pretty much... Yeah, that's the end of it, but... Mike Dion. You can't take away my First Amendment rights here. You're going to lock me up in Facebook jail? I don't think so, because it's in the Constitution that I can talk about my potholes here on Facebook, so don't you tell me. Oh, God, there's just... I'm so jealous. I would love to be that stupid. I really would. I would love to just be that stupid. Because nothing bad probably ever really happens to this guy. He posts nonsense. People fire back with, you know, with facts and valid statements and he doesn't care because he's too stupid and I'm so jealous uh, I've got another one <coughs> excuse me somebody writes uh, on on the side of Spitbrook Road who do we contact about this Psh, pish psh you know psh, that's it psh. Uh, and it's a picture of a, of a grocery carriage a Shaw's grocery cart turned upside down in the grass on the side of the road. Yes, that's right. Even worse than people not putting their carriages back in the carriage return and leaving them behind their car because, you know, it's job security. Uh, now there's a carriage upturned on the side of the road. Uh, and somebody responds to, this is Anthony DiPaolo who posted this carriage on the side of the road. Gary Whitten responds, guessing it's a Shaw's carriage. Contact the store. Anthony DiPaolo, will do, thanks. They've been notified. Uh, and then somebody's, Jennifer Jett, put it in the back of your vehicle and bring it back. Caitlin Alyssa responds, honestly, it's not really the safest place to stop. Samantha Julian responds to Caitlin saying, stop long enough to, take a, to get a picture, just saying. Anthony DiPaolo responds to Samantha Julian, who was responding to Caitlin Alyssa, and he says, yeah, next time I'll run across three lanes of Nashua drivers to grab a shopping cart that I didn't put there. Samantha responds, I didn't tell you to go get it. <laughs> Anthony responds, I know, I'm just adding to the convo. Caitlin, it's at a traffic light. Joe Simono, how about nobody? It's not your property. Anthony DiPaolo responds to Joe Simono. Why are you taking this so personal? Lisa Mullen. How about people stop taking them from the stores? Doug Ham says, notify the Department of Shopping Carts. Mike Burt says, notify the FBI. Anthony DiPaolo. Oh, here we go. No, they're far too busy with their agenda. And now you know everything you need to know about Anthony DiPaolo. A lot of brain cells, is what I'm saying. Uh, Arthur Ducharme says, That's a serious rollover. Maybe State Farm. Andrea, Andrea Hines says, Just saw that. Classy. Wonder if it's going to sit there all winter. Oh, man. I guess that wasn't as good as I originally thought. That's all right. I could go back and just erase this whole thing. But I'm not going to, because I'm uh, far too lazy. So, 
There's two sounding board fucking things for your enjoyment this week. It's been a while since we've done any sounding board theater. I thought it would be fun. I hope you have enjoyed it. Very ill. Very, very ill. Oh, that DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yes, that's right. It's that time of year. Halloween is right around the corner. Man, I'd like to tell. I figured, yeah, because I don't. Halloween is Thursday. It's next Thursday. So there's a good chance that I will do the next podcast before Halloween. So I have a little bit more of a Halloween-themed podcast. But in case that doesn't happen, in the event that I don't get to a podcast, let's say, what if Friday is the best chance that I have to do a podcast? I don't know. It's the last weekend before Halloween. I figured I gotta throw some Halloween shit into this episode, right? I I was just thinking about, like, I don't know. Halloween memories. I don't have a lot of Halloween memories. I mean, we went trick-or-treating every year when I was a kid. Uh, You know, and I wore those disgusting 80s costumes that were just plastic smocks and a mask, a plastic mask that would suffocate the children. Two tiny little slits for eye holes. No mouth hole. Just, uh, Just your hot breath and snot gathering on the inside of a plastic mask. Uh, let's see, I had Pee Wee Herman one year. I was Silverbolt, one of the Autobots, one year. Um, I was a vamp. I was Dracula. I went as something that I think I called King of the Werewolves. <laughs> and it was just a werewolf mask with a Dracula cape. <laughs> and uh, I was Michelangelo. Ninja Turtle one year and then one year uh, I was doing homework and I, I think I was maybe, in, I, don't, I don't know what grade I was in 7th, 8th, I was old enough but I was so hungry for some candy uh, and so I ran I just walked next door to our neighbor's house, the Finleys and I knocked on the door and he was such a nice guy and he answered the door and I was just kind of standing there and he was like, what what is this? What is this? Does this trick or treat? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, so no costume? I'm like, no. And he's like, uh, okay. He's like, normally, you know, costume. And I'm like, just can I have candy? What, what are you going to do with all this candy? There's nobody out here. It's raining. Just give me candy. And so he gave me a fucking, whatever, Snickers bar. Um, in my adult years, I went many, many Halloweens. I was a gladiator type thing. Because uh, I bought this costume in 2005 and then decided I'm never going to buy another Halloween costume again. So I just wore that costume many other times up until uh, maybe 2013, I think, was the last time when I went trick-or-treating with the kids. And I wore the, the, wore the gladiator costume. Uh, and then, of course, two, let's see. A couple years ago, I was Bob from Bob's Burgers. This year... 
I purchased a costume forgetting that I had another costume lined up. I didn't I didn't do a costume last year because there was a, a big accident, so I didn't get home from work until super late. Um, basically had to come in the door and go right out and go trick-or-treating, so I didn't get to put my costume on last year. I was going to wear an or- a mustard turtleneck and a, a sport coat and my captain's hat, my boat captain's hat, and Kim was going to give me zombie makeup. And that was going to be my costume last year. That might be my costume this year. But I also purchased another costume, forgetting that I had that costume from last year, which is I purchased, it's just like a generic medieval knight, but it's supposed to be Simon Belmont from Castlevania. Because I I bought the whip last year, because I was going to do that. I was going to be Johnny Belmont. That's who I am, I'm Johnny Belmont. And uh, so this year I think I'm going to wear that stupid uh, knight costume with the fake, you know, robes and the chain mail, and carry a whip with a hood, and uh, just be really uncomfortable wearing a fucking costume as a big, fat, 39-year-old adult. Uh, A couple years ago, 2014... Let me get this turned down a little. Ah, Jeff, you're in trouble. DJ Jazzy Jeff is in trouble. Hold on. Just listen, Jeff. Don't fall asleep. Freddy's... Oh, he's a... Oh, no. Uh, By the way, the video for this has recently surfaced online. For a long time, you couldn't find this video online because they had to... You know, the story goes that they they had... You know, there's all kinds of copyright legal stuff because the song is uh, obviously supposed to be fucking... It's Freddy Krueger. It's Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on My Street. Please. Uh, But the video has... Uh, this weird-looking, like, Urkel guy is the monster. But anyways, it's 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 on it's online now, and it's really bad, but it's funny. Anyway, uh, so so that's that's a brief history of my Halloween costumes. Uh, there was one year, 2014, probably the scariest costume of all, was uh, when I went trick or treating as a French maid. Because I didn't know what else to do, and I was just feeling, uh... I thought, what the fuck? Why not go as a French maid? Here in the South. That's... When you've got guys like that, uh, Swaggart running around, I'm I'm sure I'm not taking my life in my own hands at all by dressing like this. And it turns out it really was, it was fine. You know, I mean, look, it's not like I was walking around by myself. I was, I had the kids and their costumes. I had Kimmy with me. And I was drinking a beer, several beers. I, of course, I had a bendy straw, so I wouldn't smear my lipstick. But uh, yeah, I had the French maid. I had the whole getup. I had the makeup on. Kimmy did my makeup, and uh, you know, most of the most of the fellow neighbors and parents uh, thought it was hysterical. They they liked it. Yeah, of course, your ghost host. Of course, there was one uh, one dude who answered his door, and of course, he's got like, you know. He's got the manly, sw- he's got the sweater on, and he's got the scotch in his one hand, and he puts the cigar on the ashtray by the door, and he's, and just what in the hell are you supposed to be? I'm like, dude, I'm a French maid. And uh, and then, you know, and then I kind of poked the bear a little bit, because he's like, oh, man, that's, uh, I've seen some things in my day. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, I don't know what in the hell. What in the hell am I looking at here? And I, I and I think I yeah I poked the bear and I was kind of like 
I was like, look. I was like, I get it. I, I, I don't know what I said. Something about, like... Like, it's, it's okay. I'm a very... <laughs> I said I'm, I'm even more attractive without this makeup on. So don't worry. It's a perfectly rational... The thoughts you're having are perfectly rational. Some, some ridiculous thing like that. Like, yeah, I don't know about that, pal. I was like, hey, can the kids just get some candy and get the hell out of here? He was, uh, he was the only one, though. Everybody else was, everybody else was pretty cool. Um, but he was really, he was really bothered by it. Really disturbed. You know, this is a guy with a fucking phallic object with smoke sticking out of his mouth. Talking about how freaked out he was because I was a French maid. Yeah. I'll see you all a little later. I believe it was that same Halloween that I was back home handing out candy to some of the kids and this sweet little kid came up and uh, knocked on the door. I gave him some candy and then off in the shadows somewhere on the sidewalk I could hear a woman a woman screaming at him. Something like uh, like hey you get candy for me? And he was like, what? She's like, make sure you... Make sure y'all get candy for me now. And it was a stupid... It was the, the sweet kid. Super sweet kid. He was Spider-Man or something. And this poor bastard. His mom was standing over in the shadows making sure that he was getting... Every house he went to, he was getting candy for himself and then making sure to get extra candy to bring to his mom. Just standing there. Having this kid do her dirty work. Going up and getting the candy. Infuriating. Make sure, boy, get that candy for me. Like, how, who, how dare you? Who are you? Jesus. Uh, probably one of my favorite Halloween memories was uh, one year going over to Kimmy's house when we were youngsters when we just started dating, and I stopped by. Stopped by and. My future mother and father-in-law were in the kitchen cooking dinner or something. I don't know, having wine, beer. And they were in their uh, Halloween costumes getting ready for Halloween. And uh, I came in, knocked on the door, came in. I said, where's Kim? And they had no idea. She was just here a few minutes ago. Like, Where is she? She's not in her bedroom. She's not, she's not in the bathroom. She's not here. She's not anywhere. And... Uh, and then a few minutes later, Kimmy came in the Kimmy Kimmy came in the back door, <laughs> covered in leaves, and dirt, bruises. Uh, because it turns out that she saw me coming. She saw my car pulling in, and she went outside. She was dressed. She was dressed as a zombie, I believe. And uh, she went outside to hide in the bushes. <laughs> to hide in the bushes to scare me, before as I was, you know coming in the door as I was walking from my car to the house and uh, she went out the back door of course so I wouldn't see her but on her way to the front to hide in the bushes uh, she slipped on a <laughs> patch of wet leaves and went down pretty hard so this whole time that I'm walking to the door and going in and then asking where's Kim where's Kim and we're all looking inside the house for Kim uh, she was she was laying out <laughs> on her back in a, in a pile of leaves and sticks where she had slipped trying to scare me. That's one of my favorite Halloween memories. Uh, and then, of course, there was the Halloween where we were a little bit older. 
you know, we were in like sixth grade or something. And uh, I was invited to go out, like, bombing things. You know, shit that idiot kids do. Like, shit that makes me want to kill everybody. You know, the shaving cream, the eggs, all that shit. It's, I don't know. Just doing all that nonsense. With, with Shimo and a bunch of other people going somewhere and, you know, just throwing eggs and shaving cream around. And, of course, that... I, I knew as soon as that was brought up that that wasn't going to happen because as soon as I you know I'm only 11 12 years old as soon as I mentioned it to my to my dad of course he's gonna say no so I knew full well there's zero chance I will be partaking in any of this and frankly to be perfectly honest I had no particular interest in that I, I'd rather you know even at the age of 11 I didn't really want to do anything but if I was gonna go out I'd rather put a costume on and get candy instead of fucking throwing eggs around. But I knew either way I wasn't uh, wasn't doing any of those things because there was no way in hell my dad was going to let me go out and do that. And that was absolutely true. But then on, t <laughs> on top of all of that, uh, not only did my dad, God bless him, uh, not allow me to go out and throw eggs and spray shaving cream and silly string all over the place and all this other shit... Uh, but he wanted to try and get all the other kids to not do that either. And so his suggestion, and, uh, you know, well-intended, but I also knew, just as I knew when the invite was given to go, uh, go out and throw eggs and go bombing, and I knew instantly I, that's not going to happen. I also knew instantly when I told my dad, or when I asked my dad, and he, I knew he would say no, uh, and I also knew instantly what my friends would say to his suggestion in retaliation, which was, uh, his suggestion in response, which was, hey, son, why don't you have all of your friends, instead of going out and throwing eggs and shaving cream and silly string, why don't you invite all of those guys over here, we'll come over, and we'll turn out all the lights, and uh, we'll, I'll rent a bunch of scary movies, and we can watch scary movies. And I thought, oh, that's not going to happen. Nobody's going to want Dad, please, please don't make me go back. And I was like, you know what? Call. <laughs> Call Joe right now and give him that suggestion and s tell the boys they can all come over. You know, they can wear costumes and we'll watch scary movies. I'm like, that's no. I'm going to answer for them. The answer is no. They're, nobody's going to want to do that. It's a great, it's nice. I, it's really sweet. Like, I get where he's coming from, especially now as a parent. I 100% understand where he's coming from. But at the time, as not the parent, as the child, I said, that's a no-go. That's a no fucking... Instead of, like, going around in the dark and throwing eggs and shaving cream and all that shit, they're gonna kind of sit, sit on my couch and watch a movie? No way. It's... So, knowing exactly what, what the outcome would be, just as I knew the outcome of asking to go do this, I knew the outcome of when I went and, you know, my dad, I had to, right there, right then and there, I had to pick up the phone and call Joe while my dad was staying there, and, hey, Joe, uh, so my, so here's an idea, would, uh, would you and all the dudes, uh, instead of, instead of going around and playing with silly string and throwing eggs and doing all this fun stuff, would you like to come here and watch a scary movie? And, of course, he immediately said, no. No, I don't want to do that. I want to go do the thing that we originally planned. And I said, okay, cool, have fun. Tell me all about it. 
I won't be there. <laughs> but uh, on that note, if uh, if Cameron, if my kids ever came to me asking to do the same thing, uh, I wouldn't. I sure as shit would invite their friends over here to watch a movie because I don't want any of those fuckers coming over here. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, there's no chance. There's no chance in hell that they're doing any of that stuff either. Uh, but hopefully, much like me, they have no interest in doing that stuff anyways. Because I, you know, it was kind of a win-win. Because I didn't want uh, I didn't want any of these guys coming over and watching scary movies, and I didn't really want to go out uh, doing all this egg stuff with them. And so I got exactly what what I wanted, which is what I always want every day of my life, which is to just sit quietly in my room staring at the wall. So that was uh, that was probably my favorite Halloween, sitting quietly in my room staring at the wall. <laughs> Ah, yes. Welcome back to more of episode 25 of the Birthday Boy Podcast, featuring me, Johnny Boy. Here's Half Moon Run with Favorite Boy. Alright. It was a little early, but I, you know, at least I didn't talk over. I, that's, I hit the post as far as I'm concerned, I think. I think, yeah, this song is called Favorite Boy, and I think it's fitting because I am your favorite boy. I'm your favorite birthday boy. I am the birthday boy. I'm Batman. So, I was about to wrap things up, and then this article came to my attention from BuzzFeed News. I don't know shit about anything, but I really don't know shit about these um, Visco girls. I had no plans of talking about this at all, but somebody on Facebook had commented about how somebody, some kid, they, I, don't, I don't know who this small child is, but said something and it spelled SK, 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 like... And I guess it said like 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 a you know the sound effect you would make with a, a spritz bottle. I don't. I just I hate planet Earth. Um. And they reprimanded this kid because uh, you know it's stupid. This like these Visco girls. I don't even know what that stands for, but they're like Valley girls, and they have like scrunchies. I. I it's just come to my attention in the last couple weeks. Kimmy has mentioned this to me. She has some insight into this. Uh, as as an employee of one of the high schools here in town. Uh, here in town. Um, and this article says, Like most slang, originated in black and LGBTQ communities. Like most slang, and this is by Lauren Strapagial. Strapagial? on buzzfeednews.com like most slang and I just, there's a video embedded in this this is what I'm getting to it's, it's just uh, get me off this planet I think everybody's going to hear this and, and want to get off this planet though because it's just, I hate everybody <clears throat> like most slang this fave phrase of visco girls originated, originated in the black community I gotta figure out what this stands for what's this? V-S-C-O girl what does it stand for? What does it mean 
insult young usually want okay yeah but what's the v what is the s like vapid stupid country i don't know what is it what does it stand for huh that's interesting i can't seem to is it an acronym fisco it's a term generally used as an insult for a young, usually white woman who posts trendy, trendy pictures of herself edited on the app. Oh, it's an app called Visco. Stereotypes of the Visco girl include wearing scrunchies and Birkenstock sandals, drinking out of hydro flask, reusable water canisters, saying and "ioop," and generally seeking attention online. Okay, so every human alive. Got it. Uh... But anyways, okay. So there's that's what a visco girl. It's it's a valley girl, you know. It's the it's today's version of the valley girl. Imagine walking in on this conversation, and then I dropped my hydro flask, and I oop. You might be confused, especially if you're over the age of eighteen and don't spend much time in the same social media circles as high schoolers, which is why Kimmy knows all of these things. <laughs> has become the rallying cry of Visco girls across the land. Visco girls, of course, are the latest iteration of a cool teen girl, largely white and affluent. Visco girls wear t-shirts as dresses, have scrunchies on their wrists, and wear Birkenstocks on their feet. <clears throat> Sounds awesome. She wants to save the turtles and loves shopping at Brandy Melville. I I know what these words are. I don't know what any of them are in the sequence in which they are strung together. I don't know what the fuck Brandy Melville is. I've never heard of it. Um, and I'm and I'm a really super cool guy who's up on all the trends, so I'm shocked that I don't know what that is. And if you go to your local mall, you might spot one. I can't fucking... How do you say something like that without laughing at what a fucking stupid idiot you sound like? is a phrase that's mostly typed, sort of like mashing your keyboard as an exclamation. It can stand in for laughter or express awkwardness or be the same as OMG. It's sort of like saying, I can't even, if it were still 2013. Can you imagine saying such a dated phrase as I can't even from 2013 and saying it in 2019? You'd look like such a stupid, you'd look like such a scumbag. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like somebody with a stutter who's trying to pronounce something that starts with an SK. Uh, this weekend we're going skiing. <laughs> and my friend Scott is coming with me. Uh, and then we're going to skip dinner so we can uh, get in one last twilight ski down the mountain. Oh, man. What a scumbag. So, as far as keyboard mashes go, it's a good one. When typing on a phone keyboard, your thumbs naturally rest as S and K. Your thumbs... Oh, on a phone keyboard. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Your thumbs rest at S and K. Making a good string effortless. Verbally, you're more likely to hear out loud. Tip, start to say sky, but drop the Y and repeat. Look up in the sky. 
<laughs> it's a sk- 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 squirrel. Uh, tip starts to see from someone verbally. You're more likely to hear sk- 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 sk out loud from someone mocking Visco girls. Okay. Like most things teen girls like and do, Visco girls are often mocked. Wait, I thought that was like a part of their vernacular, but it's a thing used to mock. It's a favorite phrase of the Visco girls, but it's used to mock them. What's happening right now? Am I is my reading comprehension that of a Visco girl that I don't know what? Uh, yeah, verbally, you're more likely to hear it from someone mocking Visco girls. Okay. Like most things teen girls like and do, Visco girls are often mocked. Um, and here's this video, which I guess is a it's a joke, right? Ugh, one would hope so. But here's here's what they sound like, these idiots. Hi, you must be new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a new hydro flask. You don't have one. Um, how do you make your friendship bracelets then? Let's oh come in. Hmm. Well, save the turtles. Um. Oh, these? These are just my scrunchies. I know she don't have one. Really? She has like eight scrunchies. This? This is my new lip gloss. Yeah, I apply this like every five to ten minutes. Uh huh. Oh my god. Uh huh. It's my fave, really. Try some. Oh my god, you're not wearing a big tee, but do not fret. <laughs> I actually brought an extra. <laughs> Here you go. You can keep. Don't even worry. Oh my god, that smell is actually my brand new Victoria's Secret scent. <laughs> yeah, bombshell. You never heard? Hmm. Hmm. Right. Okay, well, it was nice meeting you. Okay. So that's what they sound like. So they use skuske, but it's also something you can use to make fun of them. I okay, but it didn't start with the visco visco girls, like most slang. What is the visco app? I don't even know what that is, and I'm really with it. I'm cool and hip. Uh, like most slang, their favorite phrase originated in the black community, although it has since been co-opted by other groups as well. Before Visco Girls were even a thing, was associated with the Stan community. This is where things really get off the rails. The term Stan comes from the Eminem song of the same name about an obsessive fan. A Stan is someone who devotedly, purely, unironically loves something. Like... Anybody listening right now, you would say, I stan the Birthday Boy podcast. That makes sense. It's often applied to musicians and celebrities, such as me, the Birthday Boy. Like being an Ariana Grande, okay, or her, or Harry Styles, stan, or a stan of K-pop groups like BTS. Okay. This has all sparked a small, but not entirely serious, rivalry. So here's a, a tweet from somebody saying, Stan Twitter trying to suppress themselves from using sk so they don't get called Visco Girls. I mean, that sentence. Can you imagine? Like, what percentage of the population... If I didn't read this article, and I just I read this article, and I still don't fully know what that sentence means, but can you imagine just reading... Stan Twitter trying to suppress themselves from using sk so they don't get called Visco Girls. Stan Twitter knowing sk has belonged... 
to them and not the Visco girls. What's this? What's this video? No ma'am. No ma'am. No ma'am. Oh, okay. No ma'am. Oh, okay. No ma'am. Oh, no. No, no, go away. Stop. No ma'am. Stop. No ma'am. Is this going to stop? No ma'am. It's not going to stop. I can't stop no. it. Oh, there we go. Another Twitter, another tweet says, and I oop and was a stand Twitter thing until the Visco girls tainted it. Fuck y'all. So Stan, so there's a whole Stan Twitter community of what? Of people who just like to like things in the way that Stan was obsessed with Eminem in the song. And that's a whole community. And these Stan people invented and I oop and I mean, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if all these guys kind of, you know, pulled a Stan and drove their car off a bridge. There's surely overlap between Visco girls and Stan culture, being that teen girls populate both groups. But they also have something else in common, appropriating language from black communities. Stan Twitter is also known for using phrases like spill the tea, throw shade, or snatched. Snatched? Like like a purse snatcher? It often goes unacknowledged outside black communities, but all those phrases come from black women and black LGBT culture, specifically the ball scene. What's the ball scene? Like people with big balls? People who go to a ball? Like ball, like playing ball? Like basketball? What's the ball scene? I don't know. It could be any number of things. Ball scene. Yeah, what uh, what kind of shit are you into? Well, I really stand balls. I stand the ball scene. Skiskiski. Even Stan itself is rooted in black language. Fisco girls use this language too. This is just like, this is going down a, a fucking rabbit hole of, of bullshit. Fisco girls use this language too, but their appropriation cycle is even faster. After it's it's exhausting to say I feel like my I've done something that my, my vocal, like my lungs are not able to support saying like I'm going to need some kind of like ventilation machine, some kind of oxygen tank to be able to say the phrase most commonly associated with visco girls is and I oop just like that that idiot in the video and I oop that comes from Jasmine Masters a drag queen who competed on season 7 of RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars season 4 so somebody from the RuPaul reality show created Anti Oop. She's also known for humorous vlogs, which is how the Anti Oop meme was born. In a 2015 video, she accidentally hit her testicles and paused mid sentence with an oop. Okay, let's see. I don't want to be nobody fucking babysitter. Hell, sometimes I may want to get fucked up and get carried to the car. Let me sleep in my back seat. I've done it many a times. Cause I didn't want to get fucked up and drive, but knowing I, I mean, be driving while I'm already fucked up. So, bitch, I crashed in my back seat for a couple of hours, and I oh, oh, oh man, I, oh. yeah, mm, I just hit my balls. <laughs> oh, Whew, it got high. I gotta get out of here. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I, yeah, 
<laughs> well, if that's the case, then I I have and I ooped many many times. There's nothing worse. It's just a, a simple thing like trying to adjust your seat or cross your legs or something, and and I oop and I oop my balls. Hit I hit my balls. Uh, but back to skiskiskia. Aside from Visco Girls and Stan Twitter, Skiskiska is also associated with gay men, a group whose language, again, is often taken from black communities. So you'd be unsurprised to know that if you go back far enough on Twitter, Skiskiska has early mentions by black Americans, although Stan Twitter wasn't far behind. Can you imagine, like, you're writing, you're, you're, like, this is the art, this is your work, you're writing this article? I, I can't even imagine having to write this article. And like submit it, and it's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, but even before that, was a popular phrase from Portuguese-speaking Twitter users in Brazil. No, before that, it was the sound the sprinkler made. It's unclear how those Brazilian origins influence the current trend, but of course, there are Afro-Brazilians and stands. <laughs> this is unbelievable. It's like who live in Brazil. Also shows up in UK texting slang. The answer is likely that evolved through multiple channels, but in any case, it goes to show that just because a piece of slang seems new, that doesn't mean it actually is. And that's it. That's the article. Who cares? I just that's a waste of time. I apologize. Uh, and I oop, <laughs> which is uh, which is Portuguese for sorry about that. Sorry for even wasting your time with this, but it's. It's the whole article is fat. Like, what's the point of what? What conclusion did this article come to? That's the great thing about like online articles these days. You know, obviously nobody has to proofread anything, and then you can just um, you can just end the article just wherever with no. That's the conclusion. Just because a piece of slang seems new, that doesn't mean it actually is. Okay, great. So. Does anybody, is there somebody out there that actually wants credit for sk Or and I, and I oop. We literally found out that and I oop comes from a drag queen crushing their balls. Like, well, you want, is that something like, you know, you're going to copyright that? Can I put that, can I put that on a t-shirt? <laughs> Live, laugh, love, skskskskk, and I oop. Birthday boy podcast. Go fuck self. Skskskk. Go sk yourself. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's time, it's time to get off this planet. Gotta try to colonize something else, someplace else. Get out of here. Start, start fresh. Start from scratch. I'll bring the laptop and the microphone so I can keep doing the podcasts from Mars in my rover, my my space station, and then, you know, just start anew. Oh, and also one other thing. What's that slang that the sprinklers always said? Like, is somebody going to take that? That should be the next one. Like, you can you can go... 
but then to really to really sell the emphasis of this go I can't even do it okay so that's there you go there's a little you're all now dumber having listened to the birthday boy podcast today as am I but I don't care you know why because and I oop by the way, just now at dinner, we were talking about this whole thing. And I was, I walked into the kitchen to put my bowl in the sink. And I just, just out of habit, you know, the whole, I was, I said, and Cam hearing me and thinking that I was saying ski has then for about the next five minutes after that, Every few seconds, she would just go, ah, ski, 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 ski. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's it. That's my soon-to-be 10-year-old. Ski, 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 ski. <laughs> but it's harmless because she thinks she thinks it's about skiing. And I said, yeah, that's what you say. Uh, you know, when, it's, when, when skiing uh, starts up in the winter, um, you know, we're driving up to the mountain. That's that'll be the chant. Actually, well, yeah. When you go up to your instructor, and uh, he said that you, he says, "Are you excited about skiing this year?" And you say, "Yeah, ski, 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 ski." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awful. Ski, ski, ski. Hmm. Almost football time. NBA's back. What another two weeks or so? College basketball's back. Love it. Great time of the year, man. October. There's nothing better than October. Get the NBA season starting up. The end of baseball, mercifully. Comes to an end finally after a million months. World Series, yeah, that's fun, I guess. Football is just getting heated up, man. Halloween, you got the leaves. Cider donuts. I went to the farm today and got cider donuts. Parley Farms. They weren't that good. They're usually pretty good. They come out, you get to, you can watch them coming out of the thing, and, and you know. They put them in the bags. The bags are almost see-through because of all the fucking... Fucking grease. And uh, in the past, they've been really good. Just hot and delicious. Really good. And they're mini cider donuts, too. But tell you what. Lakeside Farms. Boston Lake, New York. Never, there's never going to be a better cider donut as far as I'm concerned. Lull Farms in Hollis, New Hampshire has really good ones. Uh, but they're never hot. They're just, they're there, and they're fine, but, eh, it's just not the same. Uh, I'm sure there's, you know, there's a million places that have cider donuts, and I haven't explored them all in New England. I'm sure there are plenty that rival and perhaps even surpass Lakeside Farms, but I have yet to find them. So, you know, it's just, uh, just the way it goes. Yeah, good Good stuff, man. 
Did we have a fun day here on the Birthday Boy podcast? I hope so. I hope so. I hope everyone did. Oh, man. It's not the usual upbeat song that I play, but I just love this song. Sounds like Idris Elba singing. Oh, I did want to share. Uh, last week when I shared the uh, I shared the link to the Birthday Boy podcast. Okay. You need to be quiet, sir. Just for a sec. Let's take it down a little bit. And I oop. Uh, yeah, when I posted the, uh, the Birthday Boy podcast last week, uh, super fan Amy from Baltimore <laughs> said I was having, in response to the Birthday Boy podcast, said I was having a bad day earlier this week, your podcast and with Clomac application was the thing that made me laugh, which is really nice. I seriously do, like, I think that's awesome. No, not, not you, Siri. Uh, I love hearing that, whether it's, you know, Jody, Amy, any number of people who have told me that, like, they were having a shit time and a shit day, and they had a little couple of laughs listening to me being an idiot, like, that's the whole, that's the whole point, that's it, you know, you know, I do this podcast for two reasons, right, one is because I like it, I thought this would be really fun to do, somebody suggested Bridget suggested all those months ago that I should do it, and I did, and I love it, and it's so fun. And the other reason is I assume that there's some entertainment being received. There's something about this product that I put out that you enjoy, so that's good. It makes me. Ha- it does make me happy when I hear that people are enjoying it, and I hope that that's. I hope that that's what's happening the whole time. You know, even if you if you listen to something I say and like, he said, "What about wheelchairs? How dare he?" But hopefully, you're also like laughing because it's so absurd. You know, grain of salt, all that shit. Like, just you know, relax. Everybody, everybody, calm down. We're just trying to have fun. That's all. I don't know who needs to calm. I don't know who this everybody is that I'm telling to calm down. If you're listening to this, you get it. You're in the inner circle here, so you don't need to calm down. You're just fine. So take it easy. You're just fine. <laughs> calm the fuck down. And I love you guys. I love you for listening. It's fucking awesome. <sighs> That's it. Oh, and then Amy, uh, super fan Amy. I did respond to Amy and I said, That's awesome. Not the bad day, but that the podcast made things a little less shitty. It makes me really happy when I hear things like that. Now, if only Whiff could land that perfect job. Amy responded, <laughs> Except when you talk about hating dogs. What kind of jackass hates dogs? <laughs> I put the raising hand emoji and I said, this jackass. I don't hate dogs per se. I just hate when they're near me, which is true. Dogs are fine, just not anywhere near me. And Amy said, I'll have to find it, but I have an adorable picture of my dogs wearing jerseys. I said, bonus points if the uh, jersey wearing pooch is at a festival, barbecue, or beach. Oh man, that's fun stuff. But now I think it's time 
to end this week's edition of the Birthday Boy Podcast. And I think, yeah, I, I you know, I think we'll have a podcast before next before Halloween. That's my goal. Get the pod, get the next podcast out before Halloween. I talked a little bit about Halloween today, but I'd like to have a. I wouldn't say an entirely Halloween centric episode. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go crazy doing like, doing like big, you know, high concept bits or anything like that. There's not gonna be like a Womack family. There's not gonna be a Halloween episode of Cliffy's Place or anything like that. Uh, but I think uh, you know, try to. I'll try to come up with some Halloween bullshit to celebrate the uh, the greatest holiday of the year. And if nothing else, just play a bunch of like you know, a bunch of Halloween tunes in the background. Right? That's fun. Played the Haunted Mansion earlier. Little DJ Jazzy Jeff from the Fresh Prince. Freddy. Come on, Jeff. Answer! Answer! Alright. I I think that's going to do it. I think I've had enough. It's been a long day. This has taken much longer than I anticipated over the course of many, many hours on a Thursday. And I'm going to be done. And I'm going to enjoy... I'm going to enjoy some days off before... The work begins again very, very soon. And uh, on one of those days off next week, I think we'll have our Halloween episode of The Birthday Boy. The Birthday Boy podcast. Episode 26 next week. A Halloween spectacular. Spooktacular. I don't know. It's probably not going to be that good. Don't get your hopes up. It's probably going to suck balls. Like, not not anti-oop balls. But just, you know, figurative balls. You know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, that's it. I can't do I'm never doing that again. That's the the douchiest thing on the planet. Alright. Is there anything else? Enjoy the football. Minnesota's about to about to kick off and watch them beat the Redskins as I predicted. Some NBA stuff tonight. It's just a great time. Just a great time to be alive. Oh, and I have a Cliffy call coming up. Uh, we'll see how this goes. As you can tell, the you know Uncle Cliffinator. I, th- <laughs> I think the Cliffinator. I think he's one and done. I think that. <laughs> I think I think that's as far as Cliffinator is gonna go. I don't know what the fuck else the Cliffinator is gonna gonna be up to, other than that Cliff that quick call. Uh. Yeah, so this is Cliffy Baseball is back this week, uh, and he's he's got he's shed some light on, uh, you know, of course, Grandpa Cliff thought that Grandma Cliff was was pregnant after a trip to Norway. Grandma Cliff uh, mentioned this Jorgen Jurgen Sven that she spent some time with, uh, and he did things to her that had never been done before. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I don't I don't even remember. Did Grandma Cliff call? To say that it was just gas, or Grandpa Cliff called. I don't even fucking. I don't even remember. Grandma Cliff called and said she was pregnant, or she thought she was pregnant. Grandpa Cliff called to clarify that it was just it was just bad gas. The Cliffinator called to add absolutely nothing to the conversation. And this week, Uncle Cliffy Baseball calls, and we find out that uh, Cliffy Baseball was on the uh, was on the vacation with Grandma Cliff. So he's got some uh, some light to shed on the subject. And uh, I don't know if it's going to be an even uh, remotely coherent call, but that's what I have for you. Because now that I've run out of these cliff calls that I did year, months ago, last year, now I have to fucking make these up every week. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's 
that's tough. So you get what you get. That's why you get the cliffinator sometimes. Oh man, because I, I put a stamp on uh, on that and I mail it in. Okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Uh, remember, gang. Uh, positivity is not so not so hot. It just doesn't it doesn't doesn't work. Be 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 realistic, you know. Be realistic. Know your limits. <laughs> what a fucking message. Know your limits. That's that's probably the best message I could ever give on the Birthday Boy podcast. Know your limits. Uh, positivity's dumb. Uh, but kindness, kindness matters. Also, if I could just uh, give you one piece of advice, it would be to live laugh and love hashtag blessed skeet 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 oh christ i'm exhausted thanks for listening uh email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com what else subscribe five star review share with your friends tell your friends tell your family tell everybody and uh we'll see you next week we'll get some halloween stuff together i don't know what probably a bunch of garbage Probably nothing or no, nothing particularly good. Not really a big showcase of talent or anything like that. But uh, it's Halloween, so we'll, we'll have some fucking Halloween bullshit <laughs> next week on the Birthday Boy Podcast. If that doesn't make you want to tune in, I don't know what will. I don't know how I could sell it any better than that. All right. That's it. Gotta go. Talk to you next week on the Halloween edition of Birthday Boy Podcast. So long. Later, gators.
uh, was, uh, was talk of, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, constipation issues, Cliffy. I don't think I need to say any anything further than that, Cliffy, except your grandmother claims to have, uh, she thought that she had a pregnancy. She thought for a second there, even though she's, uh, she's 90-some-odd goddamn years old, she and your grandfather somehow thought that she actually got pregnant. Of course, uh, here's the thing, Cliffy. As you may or may not know, Cliffy, here's the thing. I was on that trip with your grandmother over there in the fabulous country of Norway, driving around, seeing the sights, uh, taking in all the fjords and all the different little Norwegian places and this kind of thing. Of course, there wasn't a lot of baseball over there, so it wasn't... I don't know what everybody's uh, crazy about these, all these different countries. If a country without baseball ain't, ain't really a country for my money, Cliffy, that's the way old-looking Cliffy baseball sees it. If you ain't got baseball, what do you have? And, of course, I used to have baseball, but now I don't have baseball. So the question is, much like Norway, what do I have, Cliffy? What do I even have to live for anymore? Because I got kicked out of my job in the broadcast booth once. I was reinstated to the broadcast booth. And then, of course, as you know, was fired on the air during a recent baseball game between the uh, the convicts and the spungos, I believe, was the were the two teams colliding out there on the baseball diamond on a beautiful day uh, in Pizzle, Florida, a beautiful baseball day for a baseball broadcast and that sort of thing, Cliffy. But here's here's the deal, Cliffy. I, I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot going on right now because I don't have baseball anymore because you took it away from me by not calling your goddamn grandmother, you son of a bitch. So here I am. With all the time in the world, and therefore I went with your grandmother to Norway, a baseballless country. I don't know what they do over there because there's no baseball being played, and that means there's no baseball to be broadcasted, but that's okay. I was out there in Norway with your grandma, Cliff, and uh, as you know full well, your grandmother uh, came back and complained about having several weeks' worth of the. Uh, she thought it was a pregnancy, which is an absolutely asinine thing. For a woman that age to think that she was pregnant, for your goddamn grandpa to think the same thing. I don't know what uh, I don't know what kind of pipe they've been smoking from these days, Cliffy, but uh, I'd like to take a hit off of it myself and forget about reality for a little while. Forget about the fact that I'm an unemployed baseball broadcaster leaving messages for, uh, for his nephew who's never going to call anybody back. Uh, nevertheless, Cliffy, uh, I was over there in Norway. Your grandmother complained. Uh, she, she claimed that she had a had a pregnancy, and it turned out to be a really really bad gas, Cliffy. She had some really bad gas. She was she was backed up, I guess you could say. She was backed up. Uh, had uh, had the constipation, Cliffy. Uh, she had the constipation, and then uh, ultimately, I, I believe she had uh, she had she had the shoots. I think you would call it the shoots, Cliffy. That's what I call it, anyways. When she came back and realized, okay, she's not pregnant because she was she was just constipated because. She claims there were things that she ate over there. Claims that she, she ate some food, some various dishes, some Norwegian delicacies that caused her to have this kind of constipation. You know what I'm saying, Cliffy? Your grandmother? Well, I can tell you firsthand, I ate all of the same foods that your grandmother ate, and I didn't have any problems at all. In fact, the, uh, the plumbing and the pipes worked just fine for old Cliffy Baseball. Uh, both domestic and abroad, the pipes are working just fine. Of course, nothing else is working right now because I don't have a goddamn job, Cliffy, but the uh, the pipes are working out okay. I was over there eating all the same dishes as your grandmother, Cliffy. I had all kinds of fish and all kinds of, you know, different kinds of fish and other fish and then, uh, you know, some baked goods. I had a couple of, I had a couple of cheeseburgers, Cliffy. I downed a few uh, good old-fashioned cheeseburgers out there in Norway. And uh, as we sat along the fjords and uh, looked at all the sights and scenery and absolutely no baseball whatsoever, but that's okay. 
They seem happy, so what the hell? Why not uh, Why not have a country that has no baseball in it? I don't even know what to say. In any event, Cliffy, what I'm trying to tell you is, sure, your grandmother's not pregnant. She claims... She claims to have had constipation, which uh, that certainly was the case. I was over at the house a few times, and I can attest, I can attest to uh, to the fact. I can clay, I can, I can verify that your grandma did indeed have uh, all kinds of uh, all kinds of constipation and gas-related issues, Cliffy. However, the thing that comes into question for me is the cause, the root cause of uh, some of those issues, Cliffy. Because, like I said, we both ate the same foods, we ate at the same restaurants. Multiple times, we were, we were there every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was old Uncle Cliffy Baseball and Grandma Cliff sitting there together at the at the dining table. Of course, a few times she was she was joined by a friend, a friend that she met over there in Norway, named Jorgen Jurgen's friend. And uh, well, this this fella, your grandmother, and this fella went off a few times, did a little sightseeing uh, on their own, looking at the fjords and that kind of thing. Leaving old Uncle Cliffy Baseball with no friends, no family, no job, no nothing. And uh, that's how I spent a good majority of the trip. But I did spend every meal with your grandmother. And I can tell you that none of the, none of the food over there caused me to have any of, the, any of the issues that your grandmother had. So I'm not really sure exactly what, uh, what the root cause is. But I, I would like to just say for the record, it was not the food, Cliffy. I think the, I think the plot's really starting to thicken here, Cliff. If you know what I mean. Cliffy, what I'm trying to say is, I think your, I think your grandmother, I think uh, Jorgen Jurgen Sven and your grandmother on some of those tours of the fjords, I think, uh, I think the cruise ship, uh, the tour boat that they were on, the ferry boat, I think they, I think Jorgen Jurgen Sven may have taken the rear entrance, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, perhaps that's, a, that's an analogy that's not quite up to par. I haven't, you have to forgive me, Cliffy. It's been a few months since I've come up with one of my many clever analogies because I used to come up with them all the time, every day, all day, when I was sitting in the broadcast booth calling those baseball games. Of course, I don't do that anymore, Cliffy, because as you know, I've been fired not once, but twice. But nevertheless, Cliffy, it gave me the opportunity to go to Norway with your grandma and see her get all kinds of constipated and backed up and have all kinds of gas. And of course... I can tell you, we ate the same food, we had the same meals at the same time, and that didn't happen to me. However, uh, I can also tell you that I wasn't having any kind of, uh, any kind of relations of any sort with anyone over there. Much like I have no relations, uh, with the world of baseball anymore now that I've been fired and possibly blacklisted forever. And therefore, I'm left here on a day when I'd normally be calling it a baseball game, Join the World Series, perhaps. Uh, now, instead of that, I'm talking to you on the phone. Of course, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your voicemail because you won't give me a call, you goddamn butterboy son of a bitch. In any event, Cliffy, I think the plot's really starting to thicken around here. Uh, as we're trying to get to the, we're trying to get to the bottom of all this, and how and why and perhaps from whom did your grandma come down with a bad case of the, uh, a bad case of the, the constipation and gas? And then ultimately a bad case of the shoots, Cliffy. She had a bad case of the shoots. Well, Cliffy, I just thought I would share my hypothesis and my analysis with you. I don't think it was the food that caused your grandma to have all kinds of pain and discomfort after the trip to Norway. That's just my two cents. And, of course, I have I have just about two cents left to give because that's uh, now that my paychecks are all gone, now that there's no more money coming in and my savings has been drained, Cliffy, that's about what I'm down to is two cents. So I just gave you the last, the last of my money, Cliffy, the last of my two cents. 
Sure could use a couple bucks or two, considering, uh, considering I was on the phone trying to call you, leaving a message when I got fired and kicked out of the broadcast booth of baseball, Cliffy. Maybe you could lend me a couple bucks, Cliffy. Maybe you could just lend your old Uncle Cliffy baseball a couple bucks. That sure would be nice. Mmm, lordy, would that be nice. Well, Cliffy, I gotta go. I don't have anything to do, but uh, they're gonna turn off my phone because I haven't paid my phone bill in about three months, so I don't have any more means of contacting you, Cliffy. Gotta go. Who knows what's gonna become of old Uncle Cliffy Baseball. That's it for me. I'll talk to you soon, Cliffy, you butter boy, son of a bitch. I hate you, Cliffy. That's that's just really the bottom line. I just, I hate you. You made me lose my job, and, uh, and I'm gonna get you, Cliffy. Old Uncle Cliffy Baseball, I'm gonna get you, Cliffy. You're going to pay. You're going to pay real good. And uh, and this blatant threat of violence is brought to you by Lay's Brand Potato Chips. Lay's Brand Potato Chips. Bet you can't crunch just one, Cliffy boy. Just like I'm going to crunch your face with my fist. Okay, Cliffy, I hope to talk to you soon. No, that's not true. That's a lie. But I will see you soon. You just don't know when or where it's going to happen. Okay, Cliffy, this is Uncle Cliff Cliff. This is Uncle Cliffy Baseball Cliffy saying I'll see you real soon, you son of a bitch.